Welcome to week five of MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Tim Wood, Hector Longo, Bill Bryant with you. Gentlemen, how are you this Sunday morning? Hector, we'll let you go first, considering... No, Bill, you go first, because I'm confused. I'm, I missed last week with the raging cough, and I, I just didn't think I was ever going to get the call back this week, so I, I'm going to defer to you. We, we sent you a letter. We sent UPS. We, we needed you back on the show. As great as the show was, the ratings, um, you not being on the show and not voting for the MVC Gridiron uh, Star of the Week, it, it put Tim and I in a, in a little bit of controversy. So I just want to go on the record and say we want people's votes. We, we, the, the fan part of this is is so important and it's steadily climbing each week however the politician the, the politician in in bill bryant came out like right when that started to, what right when that started to go awry we were we were we were deciding do you know how, how do we do this because because you know two we had two votes for aylward and the fans voted for for uh, Hamilton. Hamilton and uh so we're deciding and, and and you know Bill was Bill was kind of uh you know we should do do what's best for, do what's best for the show and then so it's then it starts to go awry we start seeing the comments and Bill's like I told you we should have done it that way I told you <laughs> <laughs> just completely <laughs> and, I, I was, I was, I was shocked you didn't saying. go on Twitter and and literally say it's Tim's fault Blame uh, I, I completely I disassociate from. Oh, you probably just want a direct message with with I with the Bill Rickett folks. And, yeah, said I advised not to do it that way, and I let them know that I was on the record the morning of the show when I casted my vote. Because what they don't realize, Hector, is the week before when Colby Cyrus won, I voted, Tim voted, you voted for Colby, and then Colby's his his numbers spiked, and the reason why he won is. He got your vote and the phone vote, uh, phone vote, uh, the fan vote, and won two to one. So I don't think people quite understood the the, the, the whole part of the, the, the voting piece. So um, now that the controversy is behind us, we're hoping we can develop another controversy and make something up and get more attention. Well, let's face it, Bill. Once I gave Colby my backing, there was no chance he was going to lose. So, uh, you know, that was that was with the missing uh, piece last week. That's all. <laughs> And it killed me to watch the voting. Within 50 <laughs> minutes, he got like 50 votes. I'm like, what the hell did Hector just do? <laughs> so when we, Longo speaks, people laugh and then listen. <laughs> so we were like, uh, we, we were two minutes from from punting on on Hector this morning. Um, you, you'll you'll see as we when we talk to uh, when when we talk to um, uh, Elwood El, El, Elwood uh, later. Uh, you, you see on the screen right now, Chris Kalisi created a, uh, a fun little graphic. He's our graphic guy, and he created a graphic. Where is Hector? Contract holdout, food poisoning, out on assignment, PED suspension. Woke up late, so. Uh, and 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 actually, a pretty good a pretty good photo of you, Hector. I I, I, I you know, sent the graphic to you. It was pretty. I was like, I was like, where did Chris get this? Wow, that was that was uh, solid. It was his high school yearbook. I know that's not an oxymoron, but uh, that doesn't happen, Tim. Pretty good photo of Hector. Just doesn't happen <laughs> in the same sentence. Um, let's be honest. So, uh, that was like a hot take see... photo. That was like your hot take photo, you know? Oh, my God. Those of you watching can understand I have a face for radio, and um, 
I just don't get it. Uh, how how Chris could find a photo that actually didn't break the lens of somebody's camera. So good for him on that one. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. And if I uh, if I still wasn't having uh, nightmares for what Dave Kalisic did to me in high school, I would say something. But nope, I totally fear that family. So enough of enough of that. Dave might have been the scariest football player I've ever won, I've ever gone against. So um, in in life. So. Just because of that, I won't say a word because I'm totally fearful. Fair, Other than fair, that. fair enough. All right, so a, kick uh, me in the groin. That's okay. Yep. No. All good. Oh, <laughs> kicked you. Oh, wow. Wow. You still able to have kids at least? Uh, that's not going to happen, Tim. Sorry. I'm an old man. Why don't you get it through your head, fellas? I'm. You guys are young and virile. You know, Brian's running for office. Tim is this aspiring young. Uh, media mogul, and then you have me, the old man, just trying to run out, walk off into the pasture and watch a little football. But other than that, go right ahead. I, I, My I just like being called young. I just like I like being called young. I'll take it. Um, all right, so week five in in the MVC, uh, we've got the scores up on the screen now, um, and us off, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess you know the the the, the highlight. Uh, or, or the the headlines, uh, Tewksbury down fourteen seven with about three minutes to go against Bill Ricca goes uh, twenty five unanswered points, kind of keyed on by a, a, a flea flicker play that that converted. Uh, they they beat Bill Ricca thirty two fourteen. Friday was just a, it was a it was a good night of of football. Uh, Chelmsford uh, gave North Andover everything everything they could handle and. Uh, it came right down to the the about a half inch on the two point conversion at the end of the game. Uh, Brett Baker throws a thirty yard touchdown pass and uh, gets him to twenty two twenty, and then uh, the the keeper on the conversion just came up about a half inch short. So big big night on the on the Friday side side, and then um, Saturday we see Lawrence get their first uh, their first win of the season. And uh, a, a shocking result in Methuen as, as Andover, Andover beat uh, Methuen 28 um, nothing. So, gentlemen, just your overall thoughts on, on, on what, you see, what you saw out of Week 5. Start with you, Hector. Well, Bill, yeah, Bill, um, I can see you've switched your allegiances from Methuen football to Methuen golf um, after one loss, you know. That's the kind of person Bill is today. He's abandoning ship and going to the golf, the Ranger golf team over there. And I'm wearing I'm wearing Tuxbury red as well. <laughs> aren't we all? But um, but yeah, no. Interesting to say, I would not be surprised by that result uh, with Andover Methuen. I thought it would be a lot tighter game, you know. Um, but Andover's explosive, and from what I could see, Methuen just didn't have it on this day, and you know, Andover put it to him. You know, look. I think North Andover's win over Chelmsford is a is kind of a eyebrow raiser for the rest of the league. Anybody else who's looking at Chelmsford now, that's I know there are no moral victories, but that's a uh, a vindicating loss for the Lions as to how far that program has come in such a short time this year. And get, you got to give it up too for Lawrence breaking through and picking up their first win of the year. Those are my kind of impressions from Saturday. Well, it just it goes back to coaching, Hector and Tim. I, I think for the Chelmsford coach, 
you know, they, they've had a rough year and, and this is right around the time when you can, you know, stop plugging in younger kids and panicking and, and not really, not really, you know, coaching the now and, and worrying about the future to have that type of a score and almost pull off a, a win against a very, very strong North Andover team. It, it, it's a statement that Chelmsford's not going anywhere and that they're going to keep building and, and, and doing their thing. Same with Lawrence. You know, they got a coach. I think it's his second or third, second year coming in. They're, they're still going to keep fighting. They drive up to, to Dennis Yarmouth and, and get kind of beat pretty good, but come back and, and pull out a huge win. Um, you're 100% right. Unfortunately for Methuen, um, I was at the game, and they, they just did not seem – uh, like they were ready to play a football game against a very strong Andover team, and and you can't do that. You have to show up every week. Um, I will say this: I, you know, obviously I, I don't want to single out too many, too many kids, but Kareem Coleman just had a nice article in the paper on on Friday, and and I will say this: I, I think everybody gave their best effort, but God, Kareem left every single ounce of of his himself on that field playing both ways. He was catching passes, running the ball with Connor out. You know, the, a, a lot of a lot of offense went through him, and and that was probably the most he's ever he's ever done. And and he, he's definitely hurting this morning as far as physically. Um, and obviously losing the game doesn't help either. So we'll break down a little bit more specifics on the Methuen game a little later. I think um, one of the things for me was just just seeing uh, as as you guys were talking about how how Chelmsford fought. Um, and you know we'll talk, we'll talk to Coach Brian Aylward, Aylward later, um, and uh, he, you know we talk a little bit about there. I mean that's a that's a up and down but scary team that that they've still got that kind kind of fight with with all the ups and downs they've been through in the season already. Um, you know we haven't even mentioned uh, Central Catholic Lowell yet, but I mean I you know that's just one of those games where it's like it just it just shows you. Uh, it it kind of se- separates separates what what we're thinking in terms of who's going to compete with who, and I mean Central just continues to show uh, they've got uh, they're they're loaded on all fronts, and and uh, Co- Coach A's got them got them ready for MVC showdowns for sure. I mean they w- they went into Collie Stadium and just absolutely dominated from 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 the jump. Look, I think um, if we if you combine Central's performance, Tim, with what happened yesterday between uh, Catholic Memorial and St. John's, it kind of vin- not uh, it kind of validates Central as a you know look out come Division One playoff time. Oh I think, yeah, you know to be to be able to play with those teams and to see them kind of getting back to business and taking care of business on Friday night, it kind of validates Central as hey, you know maybe we didn't think they had a, a North. North, um, you know, a North Power kind of team, but you know, maybe they do now that you see that they slugged it out with the prep, and the prep is slugging it out with CM, and all of a sudden, Division One uh, North has become just this big, uh, you know, kind of a shootout type of thing. Division One, that Division One tournament come playoff time. Nobody knew, you know, no, you know, they, they they lost their quarterback, they lost a couple key components, and you know, nobody knew of this Aiden Pereira kid, and right. he's come in and just, you know, a, a legitimate, uh, you know, MV, MVP candidate for for the, for the league um, thus far this season. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, but uh, just mm-hmm. just uh, went went to Lowell, dominated. And uh, they now sit atop the uh, MVC large standings at, at, at four and one, three and three and zero oh in the conference. 
Um, it's going to be, you know, it's Methuen Central Catholic next week, and, and uh, it's really going to be uh, interesting to see how the Rangers react and 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 if if they're able to regroup because um you know that that's one that could get away get away real quick as well so uh, we shall see uh congratulations as as we said to as coach uh Co- coach Randy at at uh, at, at Lawrence and the, and the Lancers uh, pulling out the 18-14 win we'll talk we'll talk that a little bit later as well um uh, Bill, in terms of in terms of if you're Bill Ricca, where do what do you take from that game in terms of you're, you're up fourteen seven with three minutes to go in the third? I mean, how if if you're Coach Sigsbury, how do you how do you motivate after that game? No, I, I think you know as as we talked to Coach Sigsbury and and after the Drake game, I, I think they have the talent. I, I think it's putting it all together, and, and I'm not saying that Tuxbury, you know, Berger got outcoached. I think it's those halftime adjustments. Uh, Tuxbury has got a great coaching staff, and, and you know, they, they pulled out the, the, the flea flicker, and it's all about momentum. And I think uh, Coach Howard's going to say it later on, that they just never gave that momentum back to Barica. And it's it's finding out a way. It's you know it's finding a way to capture that that momentum. I you know not seeing the second half, Tim, makes it a little hard for me to understand what happened. I, I think Barica has been able to establish a dual threat. Obviously, Nolan can can sling that ball like anybody else in the MVC in the state. And and with Hamilton running the ball, um, it was interesting to hear that. The offensive line and defensive line in the first half was dominated by Barica. I'd love to know what what changed in the second half to 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 get a better idea of of how things just kind of went badly for them. Um, but I think it's 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 that next game. It's okay. We got to do take care of business for us, and we got to put this game behind us. But that was a huge statement win for Tuxbury. All right, so that's opening thoughts here. We will, uh, as we mentioned, we will talk to Coach uh, Brian Aylward a, a little bit later. We'll actually do that next segment. We'll talk. We'll talk uh, Tewksbury, Bill Ricca, and uh, we'll bring we'll bring Coach into the show. We'll do that right after the break here on MVC Gridiron uh, Weekly, presented by Davila Defusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your mis- results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? 
AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 8 to 8 Monday to Friday, 8 to 5 Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details. Hey, I want to tell you about Jen Hamilton, the realtor for Keller Williams Realty. She's licensed in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and she's a big supporter of all things local, especially youth sports. She's a big backer for Central Catholic and Methuen Athletics, but she's a household name around the Merrimack Valley. Hey, the, the autumn market is in full swing. If you are thinking of selling, now is the time. Inventory is an all-time low, making this a seller's market. In a seller's market, there's a greater chance for a bidding war on your home. So put Jen Hamilton's 33-plus years of experience to work for you today by calling for a free, no-obligation market analysis of your home. Call Jen at 508-954-7941. A huge supporter of youth athletics. Listen... She, her record speaks for itself. She's one of the top sellers in the region for, for Keller Williams Realty. Hamilton is a house-sold word. Call her at 508-954-7941. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance, Tim Wood, Hector Longo, Bill Bryant, and you. Uh, Talking MVC football here on a Sunday morning uh, or on demand whenever you're watching during the week. And we certainly appreciate that. Uh, the, the MVP vote off to a, a fast start already. Uh, about 200 votes so far. So, uh, actually. Looks like our controversy didn't put the fans away from us, Tim. They drew more fans well, in. We hope so. We hope so. It was certainly not, not intended is is uh you know we've 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 said it on the show I, I probably need to make it a little bit more clearer on on twitter that that the fan vote just you know 25 to 33% depending on how many hosts Hector's we have for the attendance. week yeah Hector's attendance exactly so <laughs> so well, that hurts okay yeah, it, it is what it is it, you know we're we're fact based fact fact based business here you know yeah, you, um, you and Fox, Fox News, Tim. <laughs> you and Fox News. Well, Hector, you missed our morning meeting at Country Kitchen this yeah, morning. We yeah. had another, you know, production meeting. Um, so hopefully we'll get you there next time. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see. The one of these kitchen, weeks, eh? one of these weeks, gentlemen. Seriously, maybe it's Country Kitchen. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll see where it is. But I've got the wireless mics. We have the technology to do this in 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 person. So maybe we'll we'll give that a go before the end of the season here. Uh, Wait a minute, I could have forced you guys to come to my kitchen and do this all together? Oh my gosh, no. No, that's not happening. Never mind. I don't know if we're all fitting in that room of yours, Hector. That's true. Tight quarters. Tight quarters. I think it's you and Bill. Yeah. Tight quarters. I mean, Bill and I, I'm down about 42. Bill's, what are you down, about 40? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. If you two can put 100 more together, then we'll be okay. Exactly. Like we said to Coach Sixbury, we got a long way to go to catch him, even. So, all right. So, Tewksbury, Bill Ricca, we were talking it earlier. 32 14. 
Bill Ricca led 14 to 7 with three minutes left in the third quarter before the Redmen ran off 25 unanswered points. Ryan Rometta. 133 passing yards, uh, hit a 45-yard flea flicker, uh, one touchdown pass, one uh, uh, one-yard TD run. Tyler Keough, he's the one who caught the flea flicker, and he also had a, a clutch 54-yard punt return. Danny Fleming, uh, a 20-yard TD catch, uh, 12 tackles, and uh, an interception that uh, all key in in the game. And then uh, Tyler. Ty- uh, Kyle Dorigo, uh, their leading rusher for the game, 15 carries, 97 yards, two TDs for the for uh, the, for the Indians. Nolan Houlihan, 214 passing yards, a 98-yard touchdown pass to Colby Cyrus, and a nine-yard TD pass to Nick Gualtieri. And then Kalu Alu, a four-yard TD run for for the Indians. So there's the overall view of the game, guys. Um, just thoughts in terms of um, the momentum and and if we can, you know, if if we can, uh, do do we write Bill Ricca off in terms of in, in terms of the the small or or it, you know, Tewksbury is certainly in control now. Yeah, look, yeah. the Redmond the Redmond Bill, uh, they are the team that. That looks like, I guess you use the words in control, Tim. They're they're their own master here. That they'll dictate in the small. And uh, you know, was it expected? Probably. Um, even though it wasn't, you know, even though they lost a ton to graduation last year, but you know, certainly, Pelica was ready for them on on uh, Friday night. And that is a tough place to play on Friday nights. It just is. I don't know why. It's probably the the Friday night version of Tewksbury, maybe because of the slow turf and the you know, the, the slow grass and uh, I don't know just where it is. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, add uh, in the rain uh, and the drizzle and and the wind. Yeah. And and it was just so, it was fugly. Fugly. And, and I think for and I think for both teams it was it was you know not that I, I think every week is, a, is is an important week. Sorry about that. Um, Showing some highlights okay. as but we're I, talking. But I, I think for Tewksbury, it puts them back in the driver's seat as far as the rest of their season. They got, you know, some tough games coming up against Chelmsford and Drake it, but, you know, not, not you know, Central, not, you know, Methuen and Andover. And, and Barica, with that loss, it's another it's another L in their, in their record, and it puts them behind the eight ball a little bit as far as, you know, as far as playoff seedings and things like that. I, I think the first half, Barica can take away and say, hey, listen, we played with one of the better teams, and, and we got to fix the second half. But, you know, Tewksbury was also short some players, and you'll hear Coach Alwyn later on talking about just he's still trying to figure out where people fit based on the losses from his Super Bowl team last year. Um, so they're still putting pieces together and coaching up. So they're just going to get better and better. Bill, you mentioned, uh, and, and we're going to cue it up, we, you mentioned uh, – some some interesting history around around one of in the loss for for the Indians around one of one of the key plays. Yeah, Tim. You know, having coached for for a long time, you know, youth and things like that. You get to know parents from other towns. And John Houlihan, uh, Nolan's father from Barricka, is someone that I've gotten to know, and and you know, we've kind of stayed in touch and and rooted for our, our both boys play quarterback, both play lacrosse. Um, 
Nolan just got a, a scholarship to Hofstra, and in the game on Friday night, he, he threw either a 98 or a 99-yard touchdown pass to Colby, uh, Colby Cyrus. And the interesting fact is Craig Flynn held the record in Billerica for the 98-yard uh, longest touchdown pass, and Craig played lacrosse at Hofstra. And, and was someone that was instrumental in getting Nolan to look at Hofstra and all that. So, you know, kind of that weird, strange story that, you know, he had these, all these connections, but, you know, one of the passes on Friday night game was either a 98 or a 99-yard uh, touchdown pass, and, you know, the, the record holder was a guy that played for Hofstra, and here's Nolan next year going to be playing lacrosse at Hofstra. Kind of a cool cool little story. I think, that, yeah, they officially called it 98 uh, the, the video when you look at it and, and we got it up on the screen now it's 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 dicey i'll call it 98 98.5 uh but it was <laughs> i was it was a hell of a play i mean tewksbury had had a hard rush on him and and hulahan just just let it fling and and uh cyrus had you know three steps on the defenders and and was off it was it was it was quite quite a play for him so uh, and it definitely shows how fast Colby is because initially when he caught it, it was about a half a step to a step. And then that kid has wheels, man. He just took off. And, you know, your, your DVs are usually your fastest on the team. And there was no way anyone was catching Colby once he caught that. Now, one of the interesting things of the game, Hector, was just that that Tewksbury was able to do this without mostly without their star Shane Aylward um, who, who played played a, a couple plays or a, a little bit of the game but was mostly out of the game um, nursing a shoulder injury so um, you know as much as we say they're in in control of of the the small uh, that's that's gonna be a, a injury to watch here for sure look they absolutely made a statement by coming back and winning that game without him. You know, I, I think a lot of people think, thought, you know, what's Tewksbury, they're Shane Elward. And I think they showed that they're more than Shane Elward. That was a pretty impressive uh, statement. Uh, yeah, showing a little bit of resilience there, Tim. You know, look, they get over the initial panic. You know, we're, we're without our guy. He's our stud. How can we do this? The questioning yourselves. And they just got back to business and played. That was a... Uh, Pretty big statement right there. In terms of, um, in in terms of uh, just what we see, I mean, are, are you guys ready to call this for, for Tewksbury at this point, or or or, uh, or uh, I mean, do you see enough out of Bill Ricca and and to to say maybe, or, or Drake it? I mean, Drake Drake it's on a two game losing streak now, but he, even Drake it. I mean, that's going to be a key matchup coming up. So I mean, well, you you can't call anything yet, Tim, especially the way Chelmsford played against uh, North Andover. You know, the two tough games left. That's what this league is. Yeah. Maybe maybe Drake it didn't. You know, is going through a, a patch, but they're going to show up. If we, we saw it with you know, two weeks ago with Haverhill playing Methuen tough, we saw it with. Shows with this week, teams can show up and teams can play. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, and, and I think the other thing, though, real real quick, though, is is Friday night. You got the drizzle. You got the wet, sloppy field. As much as Barica loves that field, you know they're also a passing team. They're also a skilled team as well. So, you put them on turf. You know, you, you kind of sp- uh, spread the field a little bit. Maybe there is a a, a different outcome. So, I, I don't think Barica is down and out yet. 
Um, you know, I think they're still trying to figure out their identity. When I was at the Drake of Rookie game, uh, from what I heard and what I saw, one of their best linemen is still out as well. So, you know, when you take these key components and you remove them from these small schools, it, it, it does impact the team. And that's why the Tewksbury win is so impressive without Shane because, you know, there was another team that was losing a player this week and, and unfortunately they didn't necessarily show up. And you have to. In the MVC, no matter who's in or who's out, you got to show up and it's it's got to be the 11 men on the field that takes care of business. The Ranger golf team was missing their number one this week, Bill. Oh, <laughs> no, Grace, Grace McKinnon was there, and uh, Grace had a nice article in the Eagle Tribune. All right, and... all right let's stay on point. <laughs> all right. So, Hurtful, Hector. Speaking of staying on point, we'll, uh, we're, one guy we're probably not going to get to make any predictions on on, uh, on, 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 on calling anything for the Redmen, uh, but we'll uh, give us a, a full assessment where the team at. Let's, uh, let's bring into the show – uh, Coach Brian Aylward from from the Redmen. Joining us here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, he's a trendsetter. He is the first coach to be to uh, to submit to joining us on Skype. It's Brian Aylward from from the Tewksbury Redmen. Coach, how are you this morning? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just glad to glad to be here with Absol- you guys. Absolutely, it's it's uh, you know it's much better. I although I know it's a Sunday morning and and we, we you know we're not uh, we're not looking our, our our best and brightest, but uh, but we appreciate you joining us nonetheless. Well, it's funny you call me a trendsetter. I'm about uh, the, the furthest from being a trendsetter in terms of like social media or as a consumer producer, all of that stuff. So um, it's kind of ironic that I'm. First guy, yeah, Chucky. I can't believe Chucky wouldn't want to do this. So he must have been a first choice. He must be at church or something. Yet, yet here you are on Skype with us talking NBC <laughs> Gridiron, talking NBC football. So he, he can be, you know, be that. But here you sit with us. Uh, it's great. Appreciate he, it. He still, he still got the shorts though. He still got his shorts thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, coach, in terms of uh, tell tell us just your overall thoughts to start just on uh, the win against Bill Ricca. Well, I mean it was huge. It's it's my favorite uh, game of the season, and I was I would have said that about the North Andover game last Sunday. So, you know, I mean it's like that's the the most recent one, and I'm happy with what the kids were able to accomplish. And you know, we've gone through some stuff. Um, you know, from the outset, we're, we're growing together as a, as a group and, um, you know, I was happy with the way that they fought through 48 minutes. Coach, talk a little bit about the first half. Obviously, I was at the Methuen game. Uh, Tim texted me that, that you guys were down 14-7 and, and you know, Barrick is that funny town, man, that they get up for every game and, and they always feel like they're the underdog. <laughs> I'll be honest, I was a little surprised at, at that score. What, what was going on in the first half that, that – you know, that, that was uh, contributing to that score? Well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, they showed up certainly ready to play. I thought I guys showed up ready to play. I mean, I, it was a, it was kind of back and forth. It was, it was um, you know, they were, they had a little bit of a push uh, up front in the beginning. And, you know, we had a couple of, couple of mistakes uh, defensively, offensively, just, you know, making the adjustment, um, you know, w- without having Shane, 
who's a big part of what we do in, in a lot of our personnel groups that we'll use. You know, we kind of developed a lot of those since, you know, the, the early season, you know, after McDowell, you know, we started to work some different packages to, be, to become a little bit more efficient on offense. And then when you lose the one guy that's in all of those different packages, you know, uh, it, it was a little bit of an adjustment period. So, and I think, um, man, they put it together, though, um, in the second half and, you know, clean some stuff up and uh, clean some stuff up defensively, but then, uh, you know, just offensively, just, uh, you know, hit on some things that were, uh, you know, good execution on the part of our kids. Coach, in terms of, t- tell us just a bit about your quarterback, Ryan, Ryan Rometta. Um, big, big game for him. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you talk about, you know, big play guys not being able to make big time plays. Somebody else has to step up and do that. And I, I think uh, Ryan certainly was was one of those guys that that did that. I mean, we needed out of that position. Um, we're not going to be able to be uh, successful without guys being able to make plays out of that spot. Um, and you know, Ryan has gotten better. You know, I mean, I think you know the thing. It's like a character thing. I think that um, you could have tremendous athletes in that position, but if they're not kids that are willing to learn from their mistakes and from their experiences, then um, I don't know how much they're going to improve. And Ryan, Ryan has done that. And, um, you know, he made a, a beautiful throw on Fleet Flicker in the third quarter, tail end of the third of the kind of, you know, I thought captured the momentum for us. And I, and I think we just fought like dogs to keep it the rest of the day. Coach, when, tell us a little bit more about that flea flicker. Like, what what gives you the the courage or or, or the or the uh, just the, kind of the, uh, the 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 moment, like knowing that moment where where okay, let's try it. Yeah, you know what? I I kind of put that in my in my I kind of put that in my brain right before we walked off the field at halftime. Um, you know the you know. We needed something that was like play action based, and to be honest with you, Baruka covered it. You know, so uh, they they were they were on top, on up high and underneath on uh, the receiver, which was Tyler Keogh. and uh, you know Ryan just made a beautiful throw, uh, and and Tyler caught it. But you know those kind of plays is like uh, uh, sometimes when the offense is sputtering, it's almost a, a matter of like, hey guys, look at you know um, I, I'm here to win you know so um if if uh if we can't do it with the plays that we're running um we're gonna throw some haymakers and try to try to make something happen and just try to capture that momentum and thankfully for us that it worked and if it didn't work then we go to something else you know uh you know you got 48 minutes you got to use them all Uh, we've had to use them all in every game that we've played absolutely and when and when a play like that hits the confidence that the team feels from the coaches, it always gives a lift. So, lift. so end of the third quarter, you hit on that. Fourth quarter, you know your guys are back all in, you know, ready to run through walls for you. So that's a that's definitely one of those coaching moments that when it hits, it's great. It no, really no, was no. a I mean, beautiful I, throw too. I mean, like you said, it was a beautiful throw, and Keo, like you said, they covered it. Keo really only had maybe a half a step on 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 the defender there, and, and just caught him in stride. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I I think that it's uh, you know, more, I, I don't know that it's any different at any level of football, but I do know right. for sure in high school football that it's about momentum, and you know, uh, 
that's kind of the the attraction I think for guys like myself and others that have been involved in and keep coming back to it year after year is that uh, you know you can't create that kind of energy um, anywhere else and it's you know you you got to get the momentum it's a game of momentum and if you have it you um, you got to fight like a dog to keep it and um, that's how it goes we were able to capture it on that play. Hey, Coach, do me a favor. I know you don't like to single out kids, uh, but, you know, I grew up with Danny Fleming, played high school football with him. He's got two boys on, on your team, and, and I, I did read in Twitter and some of the notes that, you know, one of the one of the, one of the the sons played uh, tight end and had a good game yesterday. Talk a little bit about those two kids and, and uh, you know, just let me know how they, how they, how they were I, doing. I'll tell you that both, both guys have been critical to our success since, uh, you know, we went through some learning uh early on you know trying to figure out what we had we were replacing so many guys really and Hanley had like you know two returning starters but then you know five or six guys that get legitimate reps uh varsity games so but then piecing it all together with a new quarterback and you know um okay and need him we had our struggles that day uh against Methuen they, they played great your boy played great uh Connor just was dominant that game but we we did enough to to kind of hurt ourselves and try to, you know, one loss is not a, a, a death penalty for sure, but it, it certainly is a wake-up call that, that we got to reassess what we're doing. Um, as part of that, uh, we take a guy like Pat Fleming. He's, he's the older boy. He's a senior. Um, <clears throat> and he's a guy that kind of really didn't fit in a lot of different places uh, within the offense. We moved him um, to fullback position, in one personnel package with uh, Kalu Alu, who's uh, getting better every week, uh, moved him in, in, as an eye tailback. And that's part of a package that we've been, been able to have some success with the last couple of weeks. Uh, Danny Fleming is a sophomore and uh, really uh, he's, he's going to be a great player, if not already. I mean, I think the other night um, he had like 15 or 16 tackles um, and they weren't soft. Um, that, that was a hard-hitting game. Uh, the, the muddy conditions, everything else like that. Those, those are two of our most physical players uh, um, that we have. You know, um, Pat Fleming and then and then Danny. Danny provides a lot of different things. I think he's a pretty, he's, he's very athletic. He's one of our better athletes. So we tried him um, at at that tight end position. Um, but I don't think the tight end position was really broken. This Owen Gilligan has played great for us all, all season. Um, so now we're able to use Danny as a fullback in our regular sets. I uh, play halfback in some of our spread sets um, and, you know, play safety for us on defense. You know, Pat Fleming will play some middle linebacker. He'll play nose guard for us. Um, so, you know, they, they're football players and, you know, they're versatile. They can do a lot of different things and, uh, but they've been a big part of our success for sure, those two kids. Yeah, thank God that Danny, the young Danny, got mom's athletic ability. Cause... Uh, absolutely. I say that about all the kids. And they all get the toughness from their moms. Without Every question. Every single one of them. So. <laughs> Definitely going to stay away from Lawrence for a little while now after saying that. But... <laughs> Make sure you're driving the speed limit. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Coach, mm-hmm. um, I, it, like – in terms of so, it's three minutes left in the third quarter, and and Bilrick is up fourteen seven. Um, 
how, how did that game turn on a dime like this in terms of you guys running off 25 unanswered points? Well, I mean, what did you see in terms of the kids uh, just a, a different kind of energy? Well, it was just such a, you know, we talk about like when you don't have the momentum that you get you get to fight and try to grab that. And it was such a struggle in that game. You know, I mean, I think, you know, Burke would do just enough um, and, you know, stop us just short, convert on fourth down, uh, third down. We didn't we'd have to kick it away or um, we'd have them stopped a couple of times and then they'd convert, uh, just held the ball and, you know, so I think by the time we got the momentum, I think that the you know the the pass to Keo was huge, um, and then the kids just fed off of it, you know. So then it became like this, you know. I, I think they learned the the art of the sense of urgency. I think you know. I mean, like uh, that your sense of urgency to keep your momentum is, is is as important as it is in order to capture it. So um, they just you know were on point making plays and um, were aggressive and. You know, I'm just happy that, you know, I'm, I'm happy for the kids that they were able to, to kind of do that. Coach, I got kind of a statement question here. I hope I can get it out well. You know, there's a lot about, you know, um, you know, towns going against each other and rivalries and all that. And, you know, for me, one of the my most favorite things right now as a as a as a as a dad is seeing what Tewksbury and Methuen has been doing. Uh, over the last five, six years, you know, the Methuen High Red Ranger hockey team, the, the swimming team that's combined, you know, Ronnie Druin and and, uh, and RAD have done a really good job of continuing to open up sports. Um, you know, you and, and Coach Ryan obviously have a great rivalry, but you also run a transition camp. Um, and, you know, you're talking about Ryan Rometa making the adjustment into high school football. I and mean, there's a lot of uh, athletes that play pop honor and uh, or AYF and do awesome. And then they transition into high school. And that is such a difficult transition. Talk a little bit about the importance of that transition camp and, and just kids developing into a pop honor star, into a role player or finding their, their niche in high school football and how difficult it is as a coach sometimes to, to get kids to buy into that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's been certainly a good thing for the kids that have gone through that in terms of just showing up ready and and uh, really trying to, you know, teach them from a – it's, you know, the challenge for a lot of youth coaches is is being able to work position-specific drills. You know, you get two or three guys that are coaching and you get 30 kids and you're trying to keep them – all active and you're doing kind of general football drills, but then to get like real specific technique before you even show up uh, in a freshman setting. Um, and then, you know, just, just the work ethic, you know, you know, how am I going to get coached and, and what are the expectations on me and, and that kind of thing. So I, th I think it's been good. I think we want to kind of keep working it, try to get more uh, programs uh, involved. I think that that only makes it better for the kids. So, um, we, we've talked about trying to trying to do that, but yeah. And Tommy's done a good job over there. You know, I mean, I have no doubt that that was you know going to happen. You know, the, to play at a consistent level. And I know um, you go through some struggles with uh, when you when you get certain guys injured. You know, we went through that with, with Shane um, ourselves in the last you know that last game. But to lose Connor is such a big part of what they do. Uh, certainly was a big part of what they did um, in our game. Um, you know, those <clears throat> those <clears throat> those other guys got to believe in and just um, 
and rally and make it happen. That's now their opportunity. Uh, you know, some you, you can't wait around for somebody else to make a play. They got to step up and do it. No, definitely agree. But for 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 new people that are listening, the MVC. Uh, the um, transition camp you guys do is is late August, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry, late it's July. In, yeah, it's late July. It's kind of a tough time, but in terms of people going on vacation and stuff like that, but it just works for pretty much everybody else. Um, <clears throat> to be able to get the staff there at that time, it's it's, it's a good time to do it. Uh, it does, um, you know, get guys you know that are going to be in that eighth grade year. Kids going into eighth grade and into ninth grade, and those are kids that we've always talked about being. Um, it's kind of a no man's land when it comes to like outside camps because they 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 kind of been there and done that with the youth camp scene. Uh, we put them in helmet shoulder pads so we can, you know, not liven up, but like a little bit more contact oriented. I mean, you got to get ready to uh, you prevent injury by technique and learning how you're going to mesh into a contact situation. And at least you can do it in a more controlled setting like that. Uh, they're going to be more equipped to, to keep themselves safe. And, and that's a big part of it. And then, uh, you know, the ninth grade guys, you know, they go to all these high school camps and they kind of get brushed aside. Uh, so here at this camp, they're the, they're the show, you know, um, all of them together and, you know, try to, you know, give them, they coach them up hard and you only get them for a limited amount of time. And you want, you want to see them progress even in the four days that you have them. So it's been good. Coach, in terms of in terms of uh, just where you're at with this team, um, how do you feel? I mean, obviously last year's a, a special a special season for you guys. How do you feel uh, just in terms of where the teams are, where the teams at conditioning, where the teams at picking up, um, p- picking up what the coaches are are, are throwing out. Um, how, how are you feeling at this point in heading into the, the, the meat of the MVC schedule? Yeah, well, I, I think that, um, you know, we've had a few years to get adjusted to what needs to happen in order to do something special. And, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, getting to a position where you hit these last few weeks leading up to the playoffs, playing your best football, you know, uh, having – having the ability to do the most things that you can do on offense, you know, knowledge wise, um, seeing as many different things uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, as we will see with, with teams running various things and, you know, being able to handle all those things. And, uh, and I think that, you know, our guys are, are, are trending in the right direction. I think um, that we should be, you know, our goal is to, to be playing our best football once we hit uh, that, that, that playoff time talk a little bit about your upcoming game against chumsford they they they're they're definitely having kind of a, a strange year and the fact that new coach they're they're fighting in clarin I'm, I'm shocked about the north andover score it just shows that their coach is not going to give up on the season and his team and it really sounds like they showed up against north andover ready to go which makes that a little at times a scary opponent because you know, it, it takes a couple of plays. It takes a, a, a team believing in themselves to get that big win. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we we always talk to our kids, we, you know, and it's not, I mean, we're not being mean to them, but we're not good enough to be, to just walk on the field and beat anybody. So um, the, the focus and preparation has to be there the same as if we're going and playing Duxbury. You know, it's it's got to be, um, you know, all hands on deck, guys ready to go. Uh, being prepared if 
you know, certain guys are, get injured and, you know, who's the next one up and can we still run all the stuff we want to run on the offensive side? Are we still going to be safe on defense um, with guys that know what their responsibilities are, alignments and, and stunts and whatnot? So, um, yeah, we're fired up and ready to go. I mean, this is, this is uh, you know, we have an opportunity uh, to control our own destiny in terms of, uh, of the league. And, that, and that's that's in front of us. We have we have two two games to be able to 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 accomplish something that's measurable, and then uh, and then on to the playoffs. And then it's you know we, we fight like a dog uh, just to get ourselves positioned to to you know maybe get a home game, maybe get two home games within that playoff. And um, <clears throat> and that's um, you know that's what, that's what we're going to try and do. So kids, the kids will be focused, and the, the staff will be focused. We know. Um, it's on us. You know, we're in a good position. We we put ourselves in a good position. Now we get to finish. Hey, coach. Before we let you go, and really appreciate getting uh, Coach Brian Aylward from from Tewksbury joining us here on NBC Gridiron Weekly. Uh, before we let you go, um, I know you're not huge on shouting out the you know shouting out specific guys, but um, give us a give us a rundown of the coaches because the coaches don't always the coach coaches. Uh, making you look good uh, don't always get the love so um tell us a little bit about the coaching staff yeah i mean we get we get guys that um you know they, they do a tremendous job and you know uh they're great friends uh as as much as they are uh coaches were you know we see each other a lot all throughout the year and you know um i have two guys that are retired that um are like the, uh, the the two wise men. Um, you know, I get Paul Norton, who is our offensive line coach, and you know he's he's been retired as a uh, superintendent uh, at, at Brick House Correction over in Barricka. He's been an offensive line coach for over forty years at the high school level. Uh, he's as good as they as they come. You know, year in year out. That's that's you know just from a talent perspective, from a size perspective, certainly, but from a talent perspective as well. It's it's a it's a tough um, it's a tough thing to do. And I don't think anybody can really have a lot of success without having a good guy there. Um, <clears throat> and he does he does a great job. Brian Hickey is the other guy who uh, was retired from from teaching and coaching at one point and we brought him back um and he helps he, he does with our defensive line um it's good having him around he's like i call him miyagi you know he, he can sit a kid down who's in a mental catharsis and figure it out uh get him going so <clears throat> then we get uh you know um Tom Bradley certainly uh, was a guy that played with me in high school at Tewksbury. Uh, he's been with me for uh, the entire time I've been coaching. He works on the offense with me. Uh, Mark Bradley, his his brother, uh, he actually played for us when uh, back in 95, uh, 90, 96 Super Bowl. Um, he works on defensive backfield. Uh, he's as good as there is in the business. He's, he's really good. Uh, Steve Kasperzak is basically our defensive coordinator, and he's a guy that was one of the great players for me um, <clears throat> back in like uh, 03. I'm, I'm could, I could be off by seven or eight years, uh, whenever it was. <laughs> uh, he was. He was really good, had a great career at, at Worcester State, and then, you know, he's done a great job, um, you know, for us on the defensive side um, and all of those guys have great knowledge on both sides you know and Kaz is a guy that teaches in the school so 
you know, he's, he's, he's able to kind of keep tabs on the kids and develop good relationships with the kids. And I think that that's really important. I think some, some schools that, that don't have the ability to have guys in the building, that's, that's tough. And having Kaz there is a, it is a big deal. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's about it up top. And then, and, you know, and then our freshman guys do a tremendous job. You know, I get three guys, all former players, uh, Paul Saunders, um, you know, he's the head coach on the freshman team. Um, we get Derek Toppy, who is a, a tremendous player for us. Uh, um, he's he's there with, with him. And then uh, this year, Johnny Saunders, another kid who played great for us through uh, the, you know, 2013 Super Bowl team. He played tight end, middle linebacker, tough as nails. So it's just good having that kind of energy, that kind of um, connection to traditions and and um, touch free football. And that means a lot to the kids. You know, so absolutely, uh, they've done good. All right, now no Patriots today, but but you've got, you've got a you've got a special rooting interest in in another another game outside of the Patriots. Yeah. Tell He's us the, the connection the, of the Texans. The Texans shirt, yeah, the Texans so, mug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get uh, you know, so yeah, I get a little Texans. I can wear that around here. I, I love my Pats. I, I I've never missed a snap in, in years, but. Um, you know, my son Johnny, who had played for us back in 2013, he's he's uh, he's working with the Houston Texans as a offensive quality control coach. Um, he had an opportunity for an internship, um, not uh, this past year, but the year before. Uh, went down there, did a tremendous job, um, worked really ha- worked really hard, and proud of what he's done. And uh, you get a call from Coach O'Brien. He graduated early, semester early at St. Anselm last year in December. You get a call in early January from Coach O'Brien. You know, Johnny, ready to go to work. And uh, he said, hey, yeah, yes, Coach, absolutely. He goes, all right, well, you know, we got a meeting on Monday, you know. And that was it. So since then, <laughs> since then January, he's been down there, you know, all through OTAs, through training camp. And, you know, uh it's a tremendous, uh, tremendous opportunity, and uh, but it's also a tr- tremendous amount of work, and you know I'm, I'm proud of him that he's able to do it. And I don't, I think, uh, you know, there's there's guys that are quick learners and can uh, take in a lot of information, um, and there's guys that can just like outwork uh, the people around them. Uh, and but in order to do the job that he's in, I think you need both, you know, and uh, he's he's shown the ability to do that, and I'm proud of him. And I root, I root for them. You know, I know Coach O'Brien, and um, mm-hmm. you know he's 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 great. So I'm I'm looking forward to today, the big one against the Chiefs today. And now I'm like that. I don't I I can I can have one TV on. I have a setup where I get like two TVs, so it's like I I'll put you know the Pats game, the Texans on, and the Texans game if it's not like nationally televised, I gotta I gotta do some kind of streaming online things i am high tech you know what yeah, i mean right. I, I am serious yeah i was gonna say two yeah. tvs streaming look at you I've, I've learned a lot about like online streaming stuff and gotta get the red zone yeah you know what the red zone only gives you like the the scoring drives yeah so I, know. I, I need every single play i need the i need panning the you know what's happening i need i need to feel it you know so we, we gotta get the whole thing so that's what i that's what we've been doing so today it's just one tv it's on you know CBS, so we're fired up and ready. Hell of a game. So, yeah. John Watson's so. my fantasy quarterback. So, and uh, I'm a Clemson guy. So, or Clemson yeah, fans, I think so. So, so uh, yeah, it's good. Hopkins and 
all those guys. The guys like those guys. So. Oh, yeah. They, Fantasy. They, they, got some, they got some weapons for sure. All right, Coach. Huge thank you for for being the trendsetter, being the first one to join us on video here, uh, and uh, really appreciate it. Congratulations on on the start. Congratulations on the Bill Ricka win, and uh, you know, best of luck moving forward. We'll talk to you down the road. All right, thank you guys, and I uh, appreciate you guys doing what you do. This is this is a special thing, and then taking it to the next level, like like doing something like this. I think. Shows uh, you guys' commitment to it, and and the kids kids appreciate it. I think parents appreciate it, all all that stuff. And and uh, and Bill, good luck to Connor. He's, he's a class act. Um, I, Coach, I, I appreciate it. Word, yeah, words tough, words tough out there. And uh, but I'll tell you what, he's, he's he if there's one guy that he could pull out of pads and put in a in a in a player coach uh, position, it would be him. He's had the most experiences, and 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 he's got to, you know, just kind of embrace that role and do it, and uh, they'll 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 get it done down the road. Coach, I appreciate. Like I said, yeah. the transition camp when I met you yeah. five years ago, I I yeah. think you're you're a hell of a guy and a phenomenal coach, and your 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 words are are, are mean a ton. So rooting for you for the rest of the season, kick some butt and and, and keep doing what you're doing with Tuxbury because you guys are fantastic to watch. All right, great, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Coach, thanks again. Okay. Take care. All right. So, huge thank you to Coach Brian Aylward. Uh, you know, Tewksbury, again, another team, guys that we that we were wondering, uh, what do they got? They got a new quarterback. They got they, they got to fill some holes. And uh, I think one of the things we talked about in our interview, uh, Ryan Rometta has has really stepped up for him and and got has Tewksbury right in the mix once again and and in control of their own destiny. Bill, anything? Sure, go. <laughs> Yo, sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I, That's no, my absolutely. bad. I didn't lead it to one of you guys. So. No, it's okay. I think for Ryan, you know, having to step up this past week and having a big second half and and, and playing solid in the first half is key for for Tuxbury to go deep in the playoffs and, and make another run at it. So his confidence is is key. He's been kind of groomed for this position and behind a, a great quarterback that that left high school last year. So uh, big game for him and and hopefully he can kind of continue to grow off off his uh, his great play yesterday. Right. You know, Tim, it's it, it's funny. Uh, a couple of co- coaches from the North re- have reached out to me about Tuxbury. That's what they want to talk about. How is Tuxbury doing it? What, you know, what's going on? Are they Tuxbury? They have a reputation here. They teams, you know, teams around the North fear Tuxbury. So that it's interesting. They're going to be, you know, a team to watch come come November. Now you've known you've known Aylward a long time, Hector. I mean, are you shocked that he's the first coach? To join us on via video. <laughs> uh, I think that's more of a commentary on the other coaches' aversion to, to to taking new chances and boldly going where yes. where other coaches have not gone before. But maybe he can be the trendsetter. He's the guy now. And he called he called out Coach A specifically. He called out you know Chuck specifically in terms of I thought yeah. Chuck was going to be the guy, but so we'll we'll, we'll work on 
Coche down the road here. So, all right. Let's yeah, but Tim, he, gave, he gave the whole woes me. I don't know technology, but then was talking about streaming right? the Texans game yeah. and having two TVs. And then he kind of confessed, well, I'm not that I'm not that lost as far as technology. So, yeah, he, I want to uh, see his stuff. game. I want to see his game set up on, on game day here on, on Sunday afternoons. Looks like the place to be for sure. So, all right. Again, huge thank you to Coach for, for joining us. Let's take a quick break. We will come back. We will talk. Uh, we'll talk uh, Central Catholic Lowell. We'll talk. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk uh, Methuen Andover and. Uh, a lot more right after the break here on NBC Gridiron Weekly presented by Davila and Davusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock and Map Prey just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and DeFusco Insurance. Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, Hector Longo. Hey, uh, you got the MVP vote going. If you're watching this before Tuesday, check us out on, on Twitter at MVC Gridiron Week. And uh, get in on the vote. Uh, we will, uh, you'll see... You see the nominees up there. It's it's uh, Josh Ramos from Andover, uh, the Central Catholic defense. Tim uh, Ianarone from North Andover, and Vinny Schmidt from from Lawrence are your nominees this week. So get over to uh, to Twitter and and vote on that. Uh, so let's talk uh, Central Catholic uh, Central Catholic Lowell guys. Uh, the Ra- the Battle of the Raiders. They they went in. And uh, Central Catholic went in, allowed nine yards to Lowell in the first half, led by Dom Petey, uh, Jermaine Wiggins, Brandon Sassati, and on the D-line, and then Kevin Higgins and Nick Palmer at linebacker. Aiden Pereira, two TD passes, two TD runs. One of those passes, uh, those TD passes to Connor Finneran, a 15-yard TD catch. Nick Donatio, a 25-yard TD catch in the first quarter. Uh, and then uh, Nathel Achuo, a one-yard TD run after Mark Cassis recovered a fumble for the Raiders. Uh, and then uh, for Lowell, um, again, stopped most mostly in the first half, but Brandon Tighe did did end up with 130 yards rushing, two, two second-half TD runs, including a 63-yard run. So just in terms of of what what you make of of this i mean do we is anybody going to beat central catholic at this point guys go ahead bro you like your favorite team so so as i'm hugging my therapy dog right now (laughs) (laughs) they're 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 tough they're they're a strong team but let's remember though last year was their rebuild year 
So and and they had a phenomenal year last year, but it was all about Central losing a ton of their seniors from the year before. Last year was their rebuild year, and, and here they are again. I, let's all be honest. They don't necessarily have a rebuild year when each class is a class of, of stud athletes from, from all over the area. They're just a really well-coached team. Chuck has been coaching for a long time. They have a phenomenal coaching staff. They have a, a, a ton of athletes, but you still have to put it all together. You can have an all-star team that can stink. So as much as I'm critical about their depth, as much as I talk about you know kind of where they belong, they're still a very well-coached team. They still have a bunch of great athletes. You know, Nate Hebert, Methuen kid, who I think highly of coming back after a couple of tough weeks. You, you, this isn't me rooting against I didn't include right. that, yeah, but he, he got a touchdown in the game. This isn't me rooting against anybody. This is me trying to figure out, hey, where does a team like this really belong, you know, as far as the MVC? They, they're just a, a very well-put-together, well-coached, talented team, and it's, it's a tough – for an MVC City team to beat them, they have to put together almost a perfect game. And and Lowell's got a ton of talent, but not the depth in in you know on the field, and it showed. Hector, in terms of just just uh, see seeing this from from Central year year in year out, um, I mean, is this a surprise to you just that that they're rising to the to, to the top again here? I would never say that they would be a surprise in this league. I mean, if you look, you know, you could go from sport to sport that they they're strong at at every turn. To basically, uh, you know, Bill Bill uh, he makes a lot of points. He's got some interceded anger, and that's fine. But he makes a lot of good points about Central. No, no, I, I'm being yeah, no, I appreciate here, it. Bill, but I appreciate when I say it, that, yeah. I, I I mean, he makes a lot of good points. That they're a very talented group. Um, there's a reason why there there has been, you know, such a move for them to not be in the valley that you know pops up every two years, every year, whatever it is. You know, they're a very good athletic program, and they they just and look at Chuck's numbers. I mean, they're they're off the charts good. Numbers don't. And lie. they turn out right, and they turn out athletes. Well, I have to digress there, fellas. I have to be honest, okay, Tim. I knew that Bryant was was running for office. Okay, I got that. When the heck did you become such a politician? The Central Catholic defense is one of the nominees for, for MVP this week. The Central Catholic defense, pick a kid. Step it up. Don't be like the coaches who are just going to say, oh, it's a team game, blah, 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 blah. Step up. Pick somebody who had a big day. Kid. So I picked, I, picked, I picked a Are specific guy. Him? I picked a specific guy from North Andover for, for, for Central. It just, like, you can't. Like, like they just... I mean, to to limit a team to nine yards, a team like Lowell with so many weapons. Everyone gets a trophy. Terrific. That's good. Everyone gets a trophy. Pick a kid. All right. Let's make it special. Pick a kid. Just for that, I'm going on the record now. If the Central Catholic defense wins the award this week, I am protesting by... I don't know. I have to oh, figure you know out a good protest I, to do it. You know what? We actually. <laughs> You're not showing up next week. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have uh, just yeah. joined the Josh BB Ramos fan club. So I've we actually did. We actually did Josh have a. We actually did have another team up last week. Oh, wait a second! You weren't here. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. So. Well, good. I will. I will get on you for that too. All right, but, I'm shocked that you wouldn't stop this right when it started last week. I'm very depressed now. I had more confidence I, I in you to, to keep him in his place. 
I wasn't consulted in the four. Ramos oh definitely my gets gosh. my vote this week. Um, kid played played a phenomenal game, and, and you know I know we're going to talk about Methuen later, but Methuen's defense has been pretty solid uh, all year, and, and Ramos was was no joke. So he's going to be getting my support this week. All right, so uh, one when we talk about a specific kid, Hector, we'll 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 do this for you. Tell me just. I mean, how they've been able to reload on quarterback here and, and what you've seen from Aiden Pereira. We've got some video of him up on the screen now. Yeah, look, the athleticism jumps out at you when you watch him play and make throws. Maybe you question being a sophomore. Would he be able to make the right decisions? That that goes back to your coaching. You know, John, John is a... I can't believe I'm about to say this, but John Sexton is kind of the Valley kind of quarterback whisperer, if you want to go with that. He he has taken a lot of, you know, you go back to Milano and Brett Edwards, kids he's taken under his wing and has, has just uh, nurtured those kids along. They all started young and Pereira starting young here. You know, look, I, Bill mentioned the coaching. You know, they have a great staff, and John's, John is the guy who deserves a lot of credit. I mean, uh he just is, is is he's into that offense, and those kids make the, the proper decisions. And again, let's not discount the fact that he's got playmakers on the other end, like every other central quarterback has had guys who are catching the ball and making plays. Donatio and and uh, you know all these guys who are just they turn six yard gains into twenty six yard yeah. gains. Yeah, right. thinner. And, so, so wrapping up, wrapped, wrapping up Central Low. I, I just want to show this. This was uh, a battle of the Raiders, as as the Red Sea Instagram made before before the before the the, the game. Just want to show show everybody the hype video off of Instagram from from the, from the Red Sea. They do this every week. This week was uh, was especially entertaining. In first Friday Night Lights game this week, what's the atmosphere going to be like this morning? Uh, we're expecting it to be very loud, very high tide, hundreds of thousands of people in the stands. Yo, you're ready to go. Give me one! Seder, the Raider versus Raider game is always a big one. Pink out for the Red Sea. What are we expecting from them? Okay, we're expecting a big turnout, a lot of people there, everyone wearing pink support, BCA, you already know. And the real Raiders are going to take the win, baby. What? <laughs> So, they- it's always good to see Methuen's Michael Seder on the Central Red Raider video. That's awesome. Michael's a great kid, and uh, great to coach him and pop on and Methuen. And they deliver- I could feel the, I, I could feel the hair standing up on the back of Bill's neck right now as he watched that video. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what though, Hector, you talked about it earlier about the truth. There is there is an issue in 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 high school football and high school sports about not enough kids attending the game. So I don't care what school, I don't care what my issues are. When you have fan support like that, and even in the Haverhill game, I wasn't thrilled with some of the fans and how they acted, but they still had about 150 kids there supporting the Hillies. Central always has basketball games. All their sports are always well attended, and, and that's something that needs to be a priority for all the superintendents and the principals of high schools. How do we get these kids in the stands? How do we get them school pride? So, you know, all of my 
all of my criticisms and all of my critique, there was nothing better than a bunch of kids supporting their their high school fellow athletes and coming out to game after game and, and having having a fan base that that is it's that's how it should be. And one of the things well, I love about these videos, guys, is it shows personality out of this team. You, you got a little personality of Pereira. He's hundred thousand, hundred thousand in the stands. It was you see you see the personality of of the student athletes there. I agree, Tim. Uh, anything you could do to promote, like Bill said, for the kids, that that's cool. So, but I would like to double back on this though, Bill, real, real quick, because I think in the past I've made the statement that to be a good high school coach out of Methuen or in any sport, Salem, New Hampshire, um, Haverhill, you have to keep kids home. You mentioned the Hebrew kid. How is Methuen being impacted by Central? It used to be brutal. Let's let's go back. I want to say 20 years, maybe Methuen, Methuen sports got raided every year by Central Catholic. How, how is Methuen doing now? Because recently, Central hasn't had a ton of Methuen kids. I'm just wondering. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I think, you know, it, it cycles each and every year. I, I think, Hector, what, what what I'm struggling with is, like, the Michael Sater, the Hebert, the Lefebvre kid, you know, these, are, these aren't these are just great athletes. These are great student athletes. So mm-hmm. you're going to lose your, your percentage. I, I think what I get concerned about sometimes is is the unknown kid, the the eight or nine or ten kids that go to Central with, with the hope of being that Central student athlete. And then because of their depth, because of the number of athletes that come in each and every year from Southern New Hampshire and all over Mass, end up not playing. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't want to name any names, but I know four or five kids that <clears throat> that are, are this seniors this year that are only playing a one sport now or not even playing anymore mm-hmm. because they can't keep up with the type of athletes that are coming in every year. And that's probably more my issue. Um, I, I think the the numbers, you know, it, it's it's hard to 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 give you a percentage. Um, you know, I think Coach Ryan has done a really good job. Uh, you know, the, the Bows, the Cam Bows, those type of guys, they were going to Central regardless. There's sure. a legacy there and that part of it. I have no no issues with that. that that's, you know, that's a respect in your family and, and, and in a tradition mm-hmm. that you can't beat. Um, uh, you know, and, and Methuen High is going to do a better job. You know, I think they have phenomenal teachers and just like, you know, Andover does. And every team, every high school has a, a private school kind of connected or near them that they're battling with. So this isn't a woes just Methuen. This is, this is. No, no, I, know. I say it everywhere, but like I, I come in from as a coach at Masconom at high school. Okay. We, we've lost in this class. Uh, we lost the, the Mazzy kid, Nick Mazzy, Wiggins, and the Ciccarelli kid, the Central Catholic. You know, the Crowley kid, the quarterback at St. John's is a Masco, could have been a Masco kid. The way I've always looked at it is, as a coach, is you got to be diligent to get the B kids. You know, Rob Conrad, as I've always said, it was not going to play at North Andover High School. He was going to St. John's Prep because he wanted the biggest challenge. I think with Jermaine, that's a big thing. But to be a good high school coach, you have to fight for those B-level kids to make sure you're giving them all you can to keep them home. Sometimes they're just going to go. They want to go yep. to the prep, want to go to Central. They want to go to a different Fenwick, whatever the, whatever the school is. I, I got gotcha. you. But I've always, I have seen, like, that was one of the things I saw with Tommy at Methuen High come in. He made sure he's making an impact on the kids at a young age to at least fight. I think Methuen had lost some fight, and, and, and that percentage grew higher, Bill. You may not have have realized it 20 years ago, but that that percentage was way up, and you were losing a lot more of those kids that could have been impact kids at Methuen 
and really maybe you say got lost in Central. Tommy's done a good job of keeping a lot of those kids home. That, well, I think Pat Graham, Pat Graham started that by stepping in and changing that zero win, you know, year after year to yeah, winning. So and then, like I, and then, like I yeah. say, you have to work as a, as, a, as a public school coach now. And I just wanted to, to put that out there. I think Tommy's done a good job keeping those kids at home at Methuen. And, you know, Central's going to get his kids, like you say. There are yeah. legacies and, and things like that. But I think they've done a good job. All right, good discussion there, guys. We went a little long on this segment, so we will. Uh, Sorry. No, no, it's Sorry. all good. It was good. It was good discussion. So, we'll, but we'll, uh, we'll we'll cut it there, and we'll we'll come back after the break. We'll talk Methuen Andover, and then uh, North Andover Chelmsford. We'll do that right after the break here on NBC Gridiron Weekly, presented by the Villa and the Fusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDeFusco.com. Big shout out to the folks at AFC Urgent Care, Lisa Williams and her team over there. AFC Urgent Care, the right care right now. You'll never need an appointment. Got that persistent cough and cold, that cut that needs a few stitching, or need a sports physical and don't want to wait weeks to get into your primary doctor? AFC's streamlined approach helps you be seen quickly and feel better fast. In Methuen, in the Merrimack Street Medical Professionals Building, 380R Merrimack Street, in North Andover as well, in the Burton Grill Plaza, 8 to 8, Monday to Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday and Sunday. Go to afcurgentcare.com for more details. Hey, I want to tell you about Jen Hamilton, the realtor for Keller Williams Realty. She's licensed in Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and she's a big supporter of all things local, especially youth sports. She's a big backer for Central Catholic and Methuen Athletics, but she's a household name around the Merrimack Valley. Hey, the, the autumn market is in full swing. If you are thinking of selling, now is the time. Inventory is an all-time low, making this a seller's market. In a seller's market, there's a greater chance for a bidding war on your home, so put Jen Hamilton's 33-plus years of experience to work for you today by calling for a free, no-obligation market analysis of your home. Call Jen at 508-954-7941. A huge supporter of youth athletics. Listen, she, her record speaks for itself. She's one of the top sellers in the region for, for Keller Williams Realty. Hamilton is a house sold word. Call her at 508-954-7941. 
Hector, help me out here. Back here on MVC Gridiron <laughs> Weekly, presented by the Vila DeFusco Insurance. Some good uh, off-camera talk, some CPAP, some 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 laughs. Uh, but we're here to talk football. Back on screen, uh, a game that that maybe Mr. Bryant doesn't want to talk a lot, lot about. Hector and I can can carry the water here for the for the most part. Methuen Andover, uh, twenty-eight nothing. Your final. Uh, Andover avenges last year's last-minute loss to the Rangers with a dominant performance. Uh, Josh Ramos, 14 carries, 148 yards, three touchdowns, a 69-yard TD run. He's got 800 rushing yards on the season now. Uh, Scott Brown, now we've been talking about this, guys, like what's going on with, with Harrington. Now, Brown played most of this game. Uh, and 40, 40 rushing yards, 49 pass yards. He didn't have to put up the numbers. Um, Slayton, Michael Slayton, two-yard TD run, 12 tackles for the, for the Golden Warriors. The the Andover defense allowed Methuen inside the red zone just once. Uh, Anuti Moreno, eight tackles. Seamus Florio, a sack. Joe Fierius and uh, Kelvin Davila, Davila and Aiden Hat an interception apiece. For Methuen, uh, the one highlight, as Bill mentioned, uh, Kareem Coleman, 18 carries, 78 yards, kind of taking on a Wildcat quarterback, a running back role, um, different from he's been wide out most of the time under Bryant, so uh, a, a big game from Coleman. But uh, I, So, Bill, I guess the one thing I can ask you, because you were there, uh, we've been we've been asking about Harrington and and Brown and the situation there. I mean, you saw it you saw it firsthand. Yeah, Tim Brown is special. <laughs> he's he's good, man. He there's an energy about him. You know, you you see good players and and you know Ramos is a great player and he can run, um, but he's just he's just good. Uh, Brown is uh, as at the quarterback position when he runs. There's an energy about him that was uh, was impressive to watch and ha- taking nothing away from Victor Harrington. He's a, a Harrington's special. Harrington's just your quarter- pot, your your standard pocket passer, a special quarterback. But I mean Brown, yeah. you can see it. He he, like you said, he brings a dynamic and an energy. That- I now know why there's a quarterback controversy in Andover, and I don't even think it's a controversy anymore. Um, I, I think Brown is going to be your your starting quarterback, and I think they're they're trying to do right by Victor. Um, you know, he did come in the second half, um, and it was you know twenty eight nothing, but still. But Brown, I, I think is a, is a kid who is is not a great problem to have having another freshman you know stud quarterback. But yeah, he can he can throw it, and boy, when he runs the ball, uh, there's energy and toughness, and he's not your bigger style kid. But man, there was some hits that he took that he hopped up. Like, okay, next play. Um, and, and Slayton is a legit, legit defensive player. You know, Romano and Methuen, I think, is is part of the best defensive player in the in the in the conference. You know, when we single out one specific kid on defense, not the whole defensive team, like Hector's uh, issue is. But uh, Slayton is all over that field and is a dominant presence uh, for for Andover. You know, it's funny. I said it a few weeks ago, Bill, and I, I know that the quarterback talk is the hot talk in Andover. If Andover plays defense, yep, they can play with anybody, you know, because they're going to score points. They have, they have that team speed, that that athleticism. They have, you know, EJ's put in a really good offense, and 
they've taken to it and they make plays offensively. It's all about when they defend. Can you can they defend? They didn't defend against Central. They got run off the field. You know they they but they defended against an undefeated Missouri team, granted without his quarterback. But if they play defense, they're a good football team, really good football team. And and Slayton leads that. I mean, Slayton is, yeah. is just a, yeah. a spy. He's just he's he's like radar on the ball on every. Play. <laughs> he's a tough kid, man. Yeah. Too. And I want to add another piece that you know, having only seen Andover this week, um, Hector, you're gonna you're gonna appreciate these comments. Their kicking game is the best I've seen all year. They had a punter that was averaging 45, 50 yards a punt. You know, there was a field position game going on in the first quarter, and and Andover ruled that uh, with their punting. They're, they had a, a, a kickoff a recovery, onside kick that was designed. I think that yeah. ball... I think that ball went in the exact spot they wanted it. They were right there, caught Methuen off guard. Uh, they have field goal, the extra points. So Andover probably has pound for pound the best kicking uh, special teams aspect in, in the MVC without question. Mm-hmm. So again, now you, if you, if we're not, you're not going to concede the league to to Central Catholic, but if you, now you're looking ahead to the playoffs, is Andover a team you you know you got to watch and come. Because of the new dynamic with Brown and, but I mean, it's got like like Bill said earlier though, Hector. It's got. I mean, they they had them at home last week and and Central ran them off the field. I mean, you got to play yeah. your perfect game and right and Andrew yeah. But there's, got I mean, the there's weapons, nothing like but... getting, there's nothing like getting punched in the mouth and not knowing how to respond. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you come back the following week and you you knock off a, a solid Methuen team that hey you lose your quarterback. I get it. But Methuen's defense ha- has been the pretty solid for a reason. It's not just one, it, exactly. one player. Yeah. And, and Andover's, you know, their offensive assault was was Methuen didn't know how to answer it until the second half, and by then it was already twenty-eight nothing. Well, Bill, let's talk uh, a little bit about that because we have some video. Let's talk a little bit about Ramos. I mean, uh, the the kid is uh, a, a special guy. First of all, we got we got Brown uh, a Brown touchdown, but. Um, then we've got uh, Ramos and uh, the the touchdowns from him. First, a short one, and then that 69-yarder. I mean, that was really we, – we talked about this going into the game. Um, you've got to stop him. Central was able to really contain him, and, and Methuen was, wasn't, plain and simple. Well, I think they, they ran a little similar offense where they had Brown and Ramos. You didn't know who was getting the ball. So it was hard for them to to figure out who to key on, and and they really just mixed up offensively, and and they were able to both both players were able to make it. Um, the, the QB Brown had an, a couple of long runs that were finished off by Slayton, that were finished off by Ramos. You know, an eight rod eight yard run or fifteen yard run, but it was the forty to fifty yard run in that drive yep. that really that really hurt him. And I think Methuen's you know, kind of them in a little bit of a funk. I, I think after that long run, they kind of just conceded the touchdown where against Lowell, against Tewksbury, they were fighting tooth and nail. I mean, against Tewksbury, they had four, you know, goal line stances to, to stop them. They didn't have that heart yesterday, and it's too bad. I think the week for them this week is figuring, okay, how do we step up? Because you're now playing that central powerhouse that you can't you can't have a letdown, any downs. 
Um, so the, the, the senior leadership better step up and the coaches because, you know, as, as bad as that loss was, they had a, a good second half. They just couldn't get any offense going. Did you see enough out of Ganji to say, okay, uh, th- there's there's some steps that be that, some tweaks that be uh, can be taken here for the, for them to 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 show central some 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 different looks and 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 compete um it's tough i mean you you're asking a kid at a, a you know not taking a lot of snaps not doing it. i mean you, you know they've been working him in you know in practice and things I, I just it's a lot to ask and and you know i think that with him at qb it's a little bit of a different offense where he's a little bit more of a of a a game manager as opposed to you know obviously he's my kid so it sounds like a, a jerk thing but Connor can run, and you're not tackling him with one arm. You 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 got to account for him, and then running the option, you know they have to hit him, and he's pitching the ball to Romano or Coleman, and they're they're getting the first downs. I think what hurt is we just couldn't get that first down. Uh, our, our plays, I don't say predictable, but they were able to kind of figure out the offense pretty quickly. And I think for for Ganji this week, it's got to figure out how do I get those third and the the second and eight to a third and one as opposed to a third and six. And that's what Bethune struggled on. They just couldn't get that first down. All right. So, so Bill, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Circ- real, real quick, circling back, Bill, when you're talking Brown, he only threw six times. Is he going to be able to throw the ball when teams kind of stack it up front and force him to throw? What do you, what do you see out of that? I, I do. I think that's why the, I think that's why Perry's keeping both quarterbacks, um, you know, involved. I, I, I think, when he did pass the ball, he had some pretty good success. Um, so I do see him as a tool, a two-tool quarterback who can run and throw. I just think it's it's taking him a little longer to get into that comfort zone to be a, a solid passer. But I, I, you know, if you're asking me, I think he's going to be the man. I think he's going to be able to do that. Okay. All right. So there's there's our our Methuen and overtake. Want to want to just uh, wrap that up by uh, giving a shout out to. Country Kitchen, they are the uh, they're the proud sponsor of the Methuen Rangers Report each week, uh, a new sponsor to the show, uh, proud sponsor of the Methuen Rangers Report on NBC Gridiron Weekly. Country Kitchen, uh, listen, uh, if, you, if you follow my Facebook, uh, you know I'm a huge fan of, of Lynn and, and Eric and Darby and the whole, uh, Corey, the whole, Keisha, the whole crew there at Country Kitchen. Uh, great breakfast and and just um, I'm a I'm a haddock connoisseur and they by far have the best haddock in in the valley um, their, their Friday uh, their Friday haddock and and the portion you get for twelve ninety nine it just cannot be beat so check out Country Kitchen if if you know you, you live in Methuen you know of it uh, you don't get there eighteen Hampshire Street uh, in Methuen right there in downtown. Um, or, or, you know, so a huge thank you to Country Kitchen for sponsoring the Rangers report. So I uh, want to talk about um, Chelmsford North Andover next, guys. Uh, a uh, 22-20 result, um, a back-and-forth game. It came down to the final play as the Lions came up, as we mentioned, about a half yard short on a two-point conversion to tie the game. Uh so Will Schimler, he's out for like three, four weeks uh, with a knee injury. Peter Radulski came in, started for him. Uh, he, he looked good from the get-go. Forty-five yard touchdown, forty-five yard touchdown pass to Matt Chico. 
uh, and uh, you know set the tone for him early. Lions Lions were able to answer. Brett Baker two TD passes, a TD run. Um, he had the 30-yard touchdown pass to Dylan Brotherston with 2.7 seconds left um, for North Andover. Uh, Jaden Mencia, Freddie Gabin, Ricky Brutus, all strong on the ground. Gabin with 109 yards, Brutus with 70 yards on a four-yard TD run, and Mencia with a 22-yard TD run. As we mentioned in the in the MVP vote, Tim, I, I, is it Irony or Iron guys? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. know. All right, I'll go I'm with I, sure. I, I'll go with Iron. Uh, Ian Iron. Uh, four sacks. Sebastian Venti also strong. They pressured Baker all game. Uh, the Knights had two interceptions uh, from Christian <clears throat> Ortega and Jack Carbone. Lions equally strong on defense. A block punt forced two turnovers. And you know, again, Hector, for you, uh, Mike Mike Lapoli, uh a, a 72-yard punt in the game was was a was a really key factor in in the field position fight in this game. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those situations, guys, where um, you know Andover's. Uh, it, I don't think this was a trap game. I don't think they were overlooking them. But I mean, uh, Chelmsford just just was was there to play, and it's not like North Andover wasn't in that game. They they were strong. It was a defensive battle. It was a field position battle, and and North Andover got the better of it. But uh, I I I know, like you said, Hector I, earlier. I know coaches hate it. There aren't the, like moral victories like Fooey, but man, that's you know that's got to lead somewhere when you when as Chelmsford you put up a game like that. Well, yeah, Tim, I just say that just because of the way Chelmsford's been down. They've been down, down, not just down. They've yeah. been down, down. And it hasn't been it hasn't been the last year. It's been, you know, kind of a cyclical thing. It's been a while. So I know, yeah, like you said, there's no positivity in, in defeat, but they're in the game now. Now, look, this was – you said it was it a trap game for North Andover. I'm not sure you can have a trap game where a team is coming off two losses. And doesn't have a starting quarterback. Yep. yep. So, you know, I think North Dakota was was there to, for a fight, and Chelmsford put up the fight they were looking for. Got to give some credit to the senior kid, Pete Radulski, or Peter Radulski. I'm sorry, Pete Radulski. I think it was his dad. Um, Sandra Longo's prom date back in the day. If you if you guys are keeping score oh, at home, Eddie and Noah High. Just to to think about it uh, in these terms, the kid is a senior, and he's waited his turn, and now all of a sudden he's thrust into the game and does a good job. Yeah, they run the football, and they spread it around, running the football to those three guys, Mencia, Brutus, and Gavin. But, you know, the kid was patient and waited and does his job. I hate to use that term, but I'm going to use it. And when he had, when he, when he had to deliver that, the, 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 the pass, he, he, he so, yeah. spot on to, to, to Chico there. Program win, right? The kid's waiting around for his time, waits, steps in, program win. But I like to see the the kid. Good for him, you know. That's uh, not everybody is a star. So if you're waiting your turn and you're doing the job, all the power to Peter Peter Adelski for this one. You know, game ball to him. Let's not forget too, though. Didn't Chumsford run off uh, a few wins in a row last year as well, though? Towards and the end of the season, yeah, they, they did. end up winning four in a row. Yeah, but I'm not counting the playoffs, Bill. They, they set those things up, and uh, you know what I'm saying, league wise now, right? 
I'm no, no, no. I'm, 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 but I'm just saying, as far as a program and coming into this year, I, I think they were the a, a surprise team to watch because mm-hmm. I, I think coach, they are coming back. You know, new, new, new coach, coach you're right. They, they beat Bill Ricker on Thanksgiving. Bill Ricker is is in a similar situation. <clears throat> they were kind of down, and they're not a, an easy team to beat on Thanksgiving. So I, I think right. that's good news. I, I, I want yes. those rich. I want Holy. Joseph to be there. Mathieu has scrimmaged them the last four years, and I'm going to be quite honest with you, it wasn't a good scrimmage. We right. dropped them this year and picked up North Andover, and I thought that was a great scrimmage to to, to end the, the the preseason with. And, and it's good to see Chumsford back in the back in the mix because you want the, yeah. the Chumsford Lions football to be to be solid. Yeah, it, it was, only helps the MVC. Again, you and I, Bill, were of that age. I remember when Chumsford was feared. You know, literally feared. You know, nope. no one wanted to go there. You know, they were the team. So Victor, they showed up my senior year. They showed up to Drake it and watched our first game. And there was 65 kids in the stands <laughs> watching the game. Right. And I'm like, I'm playing these guys next week. It looked like a, right. a freaking college team. So, yeah, so, no, I agree with you. And it, it's good to yeah. see them kind of on the way back. And I, I think their coach is, is legit. He's in the high school. He's mm-hmm. he's around. And, and I think it's, it's, it's going to be a good thing for NBC. Bill, how old are you? Uh, <laughs> I'm, let me let me ask the wife. How old am I? I'm going to be 49. No, you're 48. I'm 48. 48 I'm going to be 48. Yeah, 49. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I love I love that Hector. I've got you know I've got the young voice and but uh, I, I'm 46, Hector. I don't know if you knew that. You probably think I'm like yeah. 32. I just feel old. Well, you have young kids, Tim, too, right? You know, yeah. it's just well, that's the younger. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, it's right. It's true. I got a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old. The 10-year-old definitely keeps me young. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, a good a good win, a good hold there for for North Andover, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see who capitalizes on on momentum c- coming out of that game. So, we'll take a quick break. We will come back. Uh, we'll talk Haver Lawrence. We'll we'll talk Drake it. Uh, against Acton Boxborough a little bit, and we'll wrap things up here in the Week Five edition of MBC Gridiron Weekly, presented by Davila and Defusco Insurance. It's a dream to own your own business, and Val and Susan Davila made that a reality in February 2013. They started with just two insurance carriers, but now right in place insurance for Progressive, Safeco, Pilgrim, Plymouth Rock, and Map Prey, just to name a few. Need auto insurance, renters, commercial, or home? I just asked Val and his crew to find me a better auto and home insurance deal, and he connected me with Plymouth Rock, where I'm saving more than 40% over my previous insurance. Now, your results may vary, but give Davila and DeFusco a try. They pride themselves on having lifelong roots in the Merrimack Valley. Put their experience to work for you. Visit them at 225 Broadway or call 978-241-7950 for a free quote. Or check them out at DavilaDefusco.com. Final segment of uh, week five of MVC Gridiron Weekly. Hey, I want to thank all the viewers, all of the voters, all the folks who've been sending in video, have been sending in suggestions in terms of, of what we what we can do with the show. Uh, really appreciate it. Keep spreading the word. Uh, you know, our, our our Twitter followers grow. Our our Instagram. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more active on on Instagram. 
um, and uh, Facebook's been great. I mean, we're, we're, we're all over social media, and we really appreciate the support um, that, that we've seen from, from all the viewers, all the fans this season. Keep, keep it coming. We really, really appreciate it. it wouldn't, the, show, the show really, we're doing it for you, and you guys make the show with, uh, with all the feedback. So huge appreciation there. All right, guys, uh, let's talk Lawrence uh, Haverhill. Battle of uh, a winless hold, teams. Hold on, one, Tim. Hold on one second. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was tuned into Fish Talk with the Haddock Fanatic. This is a football show. Ah, the, trust me, the man. Haddock have, Fanatic was. Have in you the been house. there? Have, have you been <laughs> to Country Kitchen on a Friday, fanatic. Hector? Are you a Haddock guy at all? I am an anything guy, Tim. But yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna have to go there now. Here goes it Fridays. Here goes our eight minute structure brother, again. Fridays, Fridays, Sorry. Fridays at, at Country Kitchen. You gotta try the haddock. I, I, I will not steer you wrong on haddock. All right. Huge All fan. Right, back to football. All back right, to football. you and got it. Huge win for Sandra Longo's Lawrence Lancers, who stepped up <laughs> and 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 beat uh, uh, a, a game Havel squad to push them. went to the limit a week before. Great, great effort by Lawrence. To get on the board, absolutely. It, it, it was a it was a back and forth game, as much as you're going to see. Vinny Schmidt, uh, 17 carries, 141 yards. The junior caught the game winning touchdown, a 12 yard uh, t- uh, TD catch. Sergio Mendez, an eight yard TD run to give the Lancers uh, get the Lancers on the board. Jacob Tameo, 10 of 16, 131 passing yards, 43 rushing yards. Manny Lara, seven catches, 62 yards. Uh, Brady Scaffis, uh, another solid game for the Hillies, 11-19, 185 yards, two TD passes. And Tayshawn McGee, five catches, 122 yards, an 89-yard TD reception for the Hillies. So uh, just a, you know, a back-and-forth game as, as we put some, some highlights of the game up on the screen here, guys. Um, but in the end, I mean, you know, the the Lancers they both had some really uh, some some really tough games in in terms of some some early season losses you could see it being put together obviously uh, Haverhill against Methuen but uh, a, a, as you mentioned Hector a, a big win uh, putting it all together for the Lancers. Look, if you're Lawrence High and you get that 89 pass 89 yard pass thrown against you for Haverhill to take the lead early in the fourth. You're thinking, oh my gosh, here we go again. We would have been so close, and and this is uh, again, again, you know, yeah. again and again and again. They showed some grit. They stopped Haverhill after uh, you know uh, getting inside the ten, and then you know uh, turning it over, and then they found a way to come up with the stop, and then they put the the final drive together. I I hate to be that guy who focuses on the quarterback, but I will be it again for the second straight game. Jacob Tamayo has taken a beating in his years there. Like he's always under a rush. They're not. They don't protect him great up front. The kid hangs around and has done a great job. Good for him. Uh, congratulations to him because he's a tough kid. I like. I love to see a kid like that succeed. And hey, my big question, you know, five minutes ago was who the heck is Vinny Schmidt? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and and, and Vinny no, answered. Vinny uh, answered. He actually tweeted out. And he wanted us to know that he also had 24 yards of receiving, and he blocked a punt in the Haverhill game as well. So I was able to go on his Twitter and check out Vinny. And and uh, did he did he add that to the to the vote? Is that is yeah, that a, for, yeah? 42 minutes ago, right on the vote, it's from Vinny Schmidt, 24 receiving yards along with a block punt. 
for Vinny Schmidt. I only got two hundred and two hundred and eighty uh, characters there, so I couldn't I couldn't get it all in there. But good, good yeah. job by Vinny to to to, to sell it. Well, it goes back to what Coach <clears throat> Coach Allwood said. These kids love what we're doing. We're promoting the student athletes. We're getting it out there, and and they're now being interactive. And this is guys, and then what we talked about, because it really is about them. And, and as good as the haddock is. Um, you know, we also want to talk about who the hell is Vinny Schmidt. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Like, like I say, uh, now, Bill, you you kind of mentioned uh, the crowd and what have you. Lawn tables become a pretty good rivalry. Absolutely. Uh, it goes, you know, it might go back to the ugly days. Okay, I, I'll, put, I'll leave it at that. When uh, Lawrence ran it up once, and Haverhill didn't take you know, on Haverhill's turf, and Things got a little crazy, and it was a it was a what are they doing kind of rivalry at the time. But it's yep. become a pretty pretty solid rivalry, and uh, you know the teams like to play against each other. So, uh, you know, I you can't give enough credit for the Lawrence kids who keep battling week after week under Randy, and uh, he keeps them going. You know, um, it's and a, the good thing is their numbers still seem up. You know, yeah, I know Dean yeah. had a lot of kids, and, and you lose mm-hmm. someone that good who, you know, he's now in North Andover, bringing a mm-hmm. ton of ton of coaching talent there. I'm glad yeah. that Randy was able to keep the numbers going and, and, and yeah. keep that keep that uh, program, you know, solid. Hey, one thing right, I wanted hey. to mention in terms of you, uh, Hector, you were talking about uh, Tameo. He's got a uh, he's got a 3.55 GPA GPA. Um, He's uh, he, he's in what's called Abbott Lawrence Academy, which is a school of advanced studies there at the high school for higher yeah. performance students in the district. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's a selective program that students are admitted to after eighth grade. And uh, he's uh, he's looking at Bates College. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. a, you know, I mean, not just to, like you mentioned, he's gotten beat up on the on the field and he's uh, he's he's put the work in in the classroom as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, uh He's a good story. You know, one of the good stories at Lawrence High, it, they haven't had a ton of them there, especially this year with the losing. But, you know, hats off to them and circling back, Vinny Schmidt, baby. You know, um, <laughs> get it done, Vinny, right? Get it done. And, uh, you know, we'll see how Lawrence can do, the, you know, what they've got the rest of the way. You know, that this this is a team that all of a sudden is going to keep playing. You know, and they, they've got the tough one with Central coming, obviously, on Thanksgiving and, but we'll see how Lawrence can 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 do, you know, over the final few games. They fought, you know, they really have fought. They, have. they play yep. tough, and uh, so give them credit. There, it wasn't it wasn't a sea of yellow flags yesterday in that one, which they've been. Which is that's in the what past. dooms them, Hector. Yeah. You're, yes. you're right. The penalties, yeah, you know, the late hits, the the yeah. just the the brain, you know, the brain pauses. You're you're 100 yeah. percent right. So that's a big step for them. Back here on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Very excited to have two two for two today on the video with the coaches. Now now we got Coach Randy Audate on the on the line with us. Coach Tim Wood, Bill Bryant, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on the show today. Absolutely. Hey, listen, you got the you got the Adam Schefter set up. You're you're, you're set up better <laughs> than us here for the video. So hey, hey, like I tell you guys, I, I can't take the credit for this. I wish I could. This is actually you know the brains behind the operation. My fiance has it set up. So this is uh where we get down. This is where we we get things going for Lancer football. Not even What's married that? yet. He already he's already like a a, a a veteran on on giving the fiance the credit. You know hey, that's. Hey. that's 
Yeah. <laughs> hey, happy <laughs> wife, happy life. You know happy how it life, is. Happy life, baby. Absolutely. Coach, what are the two? What are the two helmets behind you? Okay, the two helmets behind me actually took to over my right shoulder. This is the Lawrence Lancers helmet, and uh, over my left shoulder, this is actually my Merrimack College helmet where I played uh, football over there. Fantastic, nice. fantastic. All right, so you know we obviously want to talk about uh, talk talk about the win against Haverhill, but uh, you know we we didn't have you on the program last year, and that's 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 our bad. But we want to want to just talk a little bit. Uh, tell tell us a little bit in terms of of take how, it over. You know, yeah. How how you building the program there in in Lawrence? Yeah, yeah you know, building it from the ground up, and you know, a lot of the foundation and what we really decided to build it upon was it has to start in school. And um, getting the kids academically eligible, getting them ready for college and careers and beyond. You know, not every single one of our football players will go on and play college football. Um, but we're developing the, the skill and the talent to have some guys go on to the next level. Um, last year in our first year, Brandon Santel, as you know, he was the defensive uh, MVP of the conference. And, and uh, he ended up, now he's at Assumption College playing over there. And so that's our goal. And we had a small senior class. Miguel Roman last year is now, now is at Husson. Um, and so it was a small senior class, but more importantly, it was a small senior class of qualifiers. And really what we're going for are academic qualifiers, guys who are ready to go to the next level. And so, you know, that's a big focus for us over here. Um, we take a lot of pride in that and pushing the students to achieve the best that they can uh, in school. And that's where it starts. And, and we always say when we have great weeks in school, that's when we have our best week in the game. And it, and it showed this past week as well. Uh, but just taking over the program, that's a lot of our focus is getting these kids ready for life. And it's not just on the football field, but life life beyond as well. So, Coach, what, what would you say would be a, a couple of a, a themes for you and your coaching staff? Because growing up in Lawrence, you know, graduating in, in 89, you know, obviously I haven't been there in a while, but I, I do work in the area. It's not an easy area. What what is yeah. what is your message for that kid that that doesn't have that support or or lives in an area that isn't you know uh, an easy area to grow up? How do you convince him to not work a job or or not skip right. school or whatnot? What, what's your message? Right. Well, well, a lot of it, you know, as much as in the perfect world, right, we can have student athletes just come to school and play football and go to school, and and that's not the case here in this community. And I've been in this community since I actually I was in college. My redshirt freshman year at Merrimack, I was hurt. For my senior year playing over at Everett and uh, I actually didn't play on the field so I spent a lot of time volunteering in the community and I ended up at the Boys and Girls Club of Lawrence, uh, one of the best places I could have landed. Um, but it introduced me to a lot of the struggle around the city and some of what the kids were going through. But what I saw there were how dedicated the kids were, you know, sport basketball. Um, and I actually learned how to hoop until I got over there. But, uh, uh, but you know, even being from there and, and transitioning and taking what I learned um, from my work over there and taking it to the school system and uh, a lot of, you know, motivating students. We can't be the only motivators. We have to teach them how to how to become motivated and goal oriented students. And we start with, you know, small goals and, and the, from the smaller goals, they start achieving those and really building that confidence to say, you know what, I can do the right thing and I don't have to go you know, go to the streets and I don't, you know, and some of them, they have situations where they do have to work, but how we structure the year, we make sure that a lot of the, their summertime, they have a lot of time to work and we talk about being responsible and conscious about spending and, and what they're doing with that. So, um, you know, it's a lot of life skills training, a lot of that stuff goes into it and, and you know, but the kids have bought into it. Um, they, they, they appreciate our care for them and we're tough on them about it, but it's really, you know, managing their time wisely and, and it's, they're showing that they can do it. A lot of our kids actually are still working. Um, some of them work on Saturday after the game. 
Uh, and then, you know, this is what we have here and the kids really embrace it. The coaches embrace it. We, we love it. We appreciate the kids for it. And uh, we're just happy we could get go out there and get the first win. Coach, I wasn't aware that you were under the tutelage of the Jedi Master, Steve Kelly. Oh, at yes. the, uh, Lawrence Boys Club. Yes, yes, yes. When you say that name, you know, it rings bells in the community. He's a great, great man. And, uh, yeah, I consider him just like a father figure to me. He, he's been great to me and to my fiance as well. So, uh, But he, he's, he's part of the family. He's a great man. Coach, you've had a you've had a couple of um, I mean, you, the season started. You had a real close call there the first first week. Um, you, the guys have 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 looked. Uh, I mean, looked motivated. Looked 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 ready to get that win. It just hadn't happened up until this week. How have you kept them just focused on on work in the system, and it will pay off. You know, we have we have a saying here. We say, you know, we got to ride the wave. Uh, and, and so the first couple of weeks, there were really tough losses. The Burlington week, we lost by eight points. And going into Drake, it was another tough team. You know, Drake, it's a really tough team. They're playing well. And, uh, you know, so they, you know, beat us by a couple of points. And that was, you know, for us, especially go- going into the season with all the excitement going into it and all the hard work the kids have put in, that was a disappointment and a letdown. Um, and for a lot of kids, you know, didn't deal with it well. Then we got out to Andover and didn't perform as well as we had liked. And uh, then going to down to Dennis Sharma to the Cape. And, and again, we just squandered on opportunities. We moved the ball and just, you know, countless little turnovers and penalties and little things. Uh, but still kind of having that hangover from the, the, the couple of games. And so, you know, we, we slowed things down. One of our assistant coaches, uh, we had like a community circle. It was really good for the team to really talk about, you know, just what they were feeling about the season and how they felt about not just, the season, but life and, and how they got into football. Because as you know, a lot of the kids, their first sport isn't football. You know, we have some basketball players on the team, uh, kids who have transitioned from baseball and wrestlers and you see in our two inside linebackers and Dewey Baez, Troncoso and uh, Eric Sanchez. And so these are the kids that are, are learning to love the game. A lot of them haven't played their entire life. Um, but again, they're, they're bought into it. And, and so just to keep keeping them focused, it's, it's really just been, again, staying true to the fundamentals and, and staying true to you know, the school first mentality and making sure we're here every day doing the little things right, going to bed on time, not going out on the weekends and uh, uh, handling uh, your body the right way. Because, you know, a lot of our guys are two-way guys. And so after the games, they really need to take recovery seriously. And so just having them buy into what it is to be a football player, uh, because it's a lot different than a lot of other sports, as you guys know. So, uh, you know, the, the recovery and all the other extra things that are needed, you know, so they, they're really buying into that. And that's what's really helped us to come out and I thought, you know, we made we made a few mistakes yesterday that could have definitely cost us the game, but we were able to overcome it and show some resilience and, and definitely were able to pull it off at the end. So let's talk about beating the Hillies, getting the first win, and, and yeah. you know, what are, what are the positives? What are you going to bring this week to say, look, these are the things that we did that, that got us the W. Now we're moving on to uh, our next opponent. Yeah, I think it's the it's the hard work factor. It's the pairing of the two things, and I know I I, I sound like I'm repeating myself, but we talk about this a lot here, and it's it's something that that I really do believe in, and the coaching staff really does believe in as well. If we continue to come in and put the work in like we did last week, and focus and dial in and study the material, study schoolwork, and put the Instagram and the social media and all the other things down, and limit the distractions, that's really where uh, we're going to be successful. And so we're really looking forward to playing this opponent this week. Lowell's got a lot of great players in their team, and as you know, Brendan. Uh, he's, he's, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. No, you got it. You got yeah. it right. Yeah. yeah, you know, he's an amazing player, and, you know, he, he does a lot of things really well. So um, we're going to have to do a lot to contain him and focus in on the schemes and the different looks that we're going to have to show them uh, in order to slow him down. 
Yeah, it's mostly Tim that mispronounces his name. Yeah, so absolutely. We're, we're pretty good. So, so you know, <laughs> even if you even if you got it wrong, Coach, I was gonna let it go because at least I'm not the only one butchering names. So, <laughs> Coach, just in terms, tell us in terms of you mentioned you, you mentioned you still had those mistakes yesterday, but I mean for. What does it mean, and what did it mean? I, not not that I want you to give away what happened in the locker room afterwards, but I mean to see that they still had that resilience and to get that W. What was that like after the game yesterday? Oh, just the sense of relief off of the kids' shoulders, just because you know this has been a long time coming, and for the kids, it's been a month. You know, we've been grinding, we've been grinding. The kids have been, you know, working their butts off, and just the ability to, to, to pull away with the win and do enough where, you know, you make some mistakes, but you're able to bounce back and you're able to really overcome the mistakes and, and make plays at the end and just show resiliency. And that's really what we keep talking about is playing four quarters, and, and they did it. They did it. And so the, the excitement in the locker room was amazing. Uh, seeing the kids, you know, Vinny was able to get into the locker room late uh, because he was, he was getting interviewed and see the kids embrace him because, you know, he's a transfer student. And so seeing all the kids finally, you know, you know, get really get him in and he's in the brotherhood and he's really earned his stripes uh, today and showed what he was about. So and he had a turnover, you know, that really well, that's, he was yeah. worried about. Me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna say. You talk about resiliency. He had yeah. that fumble, but then came right yeah. back and and got the yeah. chance to you know to get the game winner. You know. Yeah, you know. So, what I love. Go ahead, coach. No, he, I just heard you say he's a transfer because I haven't heard the name. And, and yeah. as much as I'm a Methuen guy, I've been following Lawrence and yeah. and the name Pity Schmidt. I'm sorry, it jumps off the page to me. Yeah. So where, where did he come from? So he's a transfer from uh, Greater Lawrence Tech. I believe he came over some point at the at the end of the last school year. Um, and he's a baseball player as well, uh, from what I understand. So, yeah, he transferred over to us, and it was after his season. I uh, had a great season over there, and then he's here with us now. And so ever, ever since, you know, he came in, he's really been about football and been dedicated to it and really has aspirations to play at the next level and talked about wanting to come here to, to achieve those dreams. And so we're going to help him get there. Uh, but he, he's someone, as you can tell, he has a lot of – he's very he's very savvy about the game. He has a lot of knowledge in terms of – uh, positioning and, and where he needs to put his body and how to avoid contact and how to create it. You know, he's not a very fast kid, uh, but he's very elusive. And so, uh, it, you know, it's just it was good to see him go out there and perform well. Here with Coach uh, Randy Adate uh, from Lawrence on MVC Gridiron Weekly. Coach, um, talk just a little bit about Jacob uh, Jacob Tamayo. Just because you know the, your quarterback, your quarterback's got to be your leader in terms of keeping that, keeping the locker room together, keep, keeping everybody together through through the ups and downs. And this is this is a real special kid you got there. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jacob, he's not a very vocal guy, but he he likes to lead by example. And uh, he's a student in Abbott Lawrence Academy here at Lawrence High School. And uh, you know, he's doing a great job. Three point five five GPA, hard worker in, in the classroom, uh, leader on the field. He's always at practice. He's always doing his schoolwork. Doesn't make excuses about how much you know how, how much of a load he has. He, he worked a, a, a you know close to a full time job throughout the summer while training for football and attended a lot of different college camps. So the kid is very motivated. Uh, uh, he's he really wants to go to the next level as well and wants to lead the Lancers and be one of the best uh, to ever do it here. And so he's definitely on his way. Um, there's obviously still things that we have to improve upon, and he knows it as well. And and, and that's what's best about him. He's got the humble spirit enough to go out there and recognize that as, as much success as he's had this year, that he knows that we can still be better. And that if we still limit some of those mistakes, we could be a team that really could really be formidable. 
Coach, talk a little bit about, you know, the offseason and getting getting folks, you know, prepared. I, I know we talked earlier on about, you know, the little penalties and things, and, and that's been something, I'll be honest, has gone back to even when I played uh, 100 years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, what what's what's the message offseason, getting guys lifting, conditioned, uh, and things like that to keep that momentum going? Right, right. And knowing how you know things are in the community, you know, kids have a lot of other things going on throughout the summertime and family trips back home to Dominican Republic. And so, so sometimes kids are gone for the entire summer and, and they come back and sometimes kids take a few weeks off. And so really getting kids to buy into really, you know, the off season is, is as you know, that's where you win and lose your games. And so getting kids to buy into not um, but also what we're doing in, in the later months of the year. So, you know, the kids that have been, you know, they bought into it. A lot of them have. Um, and it's showing. And so, you know, as you know, running an offense and running a defense takes a, a lot. And so getting the kids going both ways and really, you know, we're trying to build the depth. And so, so now you're seeing some of the younger kids start to come out and they start to ca- catch on to, to the schemes and some of the things that we're doing, both offensively, defensively, and special teams. That's what's really helping us to, to stay in the game and continue to fight into the fourth quarter. Uh, because without those, you know, younger guys, we, we really don't don't have enough. Coach, talk a little bit in terms of in terms of just the buy-in from the community. Um, how are you? You know, the the wins haven't been there, so to speak. But I mean, you know, t- talk a little bit in terms of just um, how you've worked to 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 really get community buy-in. Right, right. And you know, and just to start, you know, first of all, the community's been great with us, and they've been very patient. Uh, uh, they have been huge supporters of the kids. And, um, you know, I, my, my goal, you know, eventually we'd love to fill up that big, beautiful stadium, right? But having people uh, show up there on Saturdays when we have a lot of working class folks who are taking time off from work to show up and show up to their kids' games and show up to their family members and just people who are alumni who are just showing up and, and, and want to see what's going on with Lancer football. Um, so we've had, you know, more of a crowd and it's been great to see them support us even throughout the rough times. And I think that's the best part about it. And after the game, it was great to see the kids go over to the fans and, you know, have a little moment with them because it was just, you know, long overdue. And they've been here, you know, some of the games rain and, you know, they go into, you know, halftime in one game. We thought they were gone and they had just gone under the bleachers and still come out and supported us. Uh, <laughs> drudging by Andover, but it was, you know, it was, it was just good. To, it's a good feel. And the, and the community's still building. It's not, you know, where we still want it. We still want more people there. We want, you know, more, more school staff there. We want more everybody there, but you know, that's going to come over time. And I think, you know, similar when you go to a big LHS basketball game and you see all the folks in attendance for the basketball game, that program's got long sustained success. And so when you, that's the goal and we're, we're at the beginning of it, but you know, we're in it for the long haul. Coach, that's a perfect segue. I, I knew Paul Neal really well, you yeah. know, back back in the day. And, and one of the things he did was the study hall hours and the dinners. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that obviously works. But when you got 12, 15 kids, <laughs> it's yeah. a little easier than than having 70 plus kids. So right. Right. You know, how, how is that as a head coach of a of a you know, pretty large football team where, where you're really kind of that uncle, that dad, that mentor for, right. for for so many kids. Right. And in order for the team to be successful, it can't really just fall on one person. It can't just be all on me. I've got assistant coaches who are very dedicated, volunteer coaches who are very, very dedicated, our volunteer freshman head coach and uh, all of the staff members we have on our varsity staff are really committed uh, uh, to 
buying into saying, look, kids, like we're not just here coaching ball. We want to know what's going on with you in life and we, and we want to support you in that. And we're going to push you. And, and sometimes, you know, it's going to be a little tough on you and we're going to be a little, but it's, it's necessary in order to get them to get them through. Um, and so, and I couldn't possibly do it all by myself. Like, as you said, it's, it's a huge high school where either second or third largest high school in the state every year. So to, to get the school to function and just get this team to function, it's, it's, it's a, it's a whole family thing. And we have also great support from school administrators as well, who, who always communicate with us about things and, and, and student issues or, or, or student, you know, positives as well to help, you know, shine light, shine light on some of the great things the kids are doing. And so a lot of the staff members have bought into helping the kids apply for colleges and getting them into one goal. We have so many different programs throughout Lawrence High School that it's just, it's amazing to see the whole community buy-in and the whole uh, uh, staff buy-in as well. And now it's just, you know, we got to give them a reason to want to come out in the cold weather to see us play all the time. But, you know, that, and I know that will come. Coach, you definitely have the we just won the game smile going on right now. <laughs> hey, if you had called me last year in the last month, you know, I don't think I'd be smiling year to year as I was. But, you know, it, it just feels great. And, again, like we're not – this isn't it, and it's not just, you know, the one win and that's it. We definitely want to come into Lowell and uh, and, and go, go in and grab a couple wins at Lowell and, and at Methuen as well. And so we're just not looking ahead of it. We have these next two weeks to kind of – you know, just buckle down and, and, and focus on in and dial in and, and really see what we could make of the season. I mean, you guys were so close with Burlington. Played Drake it just as, as, as close as you could play him. I mean, so, so you know, it, it, you, you watch the team and, and we, we talk about him every week and, and it's like you can see the progress. And, and I know, obviously, you can see it. It's, it doesn't make Sundays any easier, I'm sure. But, right. You know, but I mean – you could see that this was building and, and um, so t- all right. So give us just some of the, some of the unsung heroes that we might not see in the box score in, t- in terms of the guys that, that have really um, been, been the leaders and, 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 you know, contributed to, to, to get in this W. Right. Right. And so, you know, in the stack column, you don't always see guys like Eric Sanchez, who, you know, are two of our inside linebackers. I really talk about these, these guys, uh, Eric Sanchez, number 23, and Dewey Baez Troncoso, number 44. I um, was actually the younger brother of the uh, uh, Central Catholic linebacker. Uh, his name was yeah. uh, But, you know, the kids, both of those guys, you, you really see them uh, uh, shine throughout the game in terms of, you know, fitting things up on the run or getting into pass lanes. Uh, 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 you know, even, you know, Devin Reynoso, who stepped in big at defensive back yesterday for us and gave up a touchdown but was still showing resiliency and uh, get, got back out there with a positive attitude and uh, executed part of a defense that, you know, was able to make some late stops for us. Um, so you don't hear – you hear the names like Jacob Tamayo and Manny Lara and Isaiah Richards from time to time, uh, but it's really those unsung heroes. And let's talk about this offensive line who has continued to come out for us and give Jacob plenty of time and, and provide passing lanes. And um, and they're still working through the little, you know, holding penalties, you know, things like that that kind of get us throughout the game. But, you know, we appreciate their aggressive nature. And I think that's where those things are coming from. And, and, and we will, you know, we'll learn to build off of that and limit those those mistakes. Um, but they're really playing well for us. They're on assignment. Uh, you know, they're very, they're very communicative. They're, they do a great job of adjusting on the fly to things. And so that's really been been a testament to not just Coach McGinnis, the offensive line coach, but our assistant uh, running backs coach, James Jackson, who's come in and worked with the running backs on vision and the patience. Um, And so you've seen the the running game really improve this year, and that's what's opened up a lot of the passing lanes for us and given us a lot of those uh, 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 lanes that we like to get into. 
I'm gonna be honest, Coach. You you, you know your stuff. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is it, this is great to get to know you and 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 hear you talk about football. You definitely have a love of football, and like I said, as an old Lawrence High guy, this is uh, this is awesome to have you on. Um, my my last game at Lawrence High was a uh, was a five below drubbing uh, last Thanksgiving <laughs> game against Lowell. So I am definitely rooting for you oh, to, thanks, to thanks. get that get that win this week against Lowell. You know, it was like a hundred year tradition, Lawrence Lowell Thanksgiving. Yes, and, yes, and yes. when Lawrence and I hit the tough times, you know, when we moved out of the Merrimack Valley, you know, that was one of the last, that, that was the last time. I know you guys have since played, but that was the yes. end of that tradition. So yes, this yes. is a, a huge week for the Lancers and, and getting that, getting that W against Lowell would be, uh, would be huge. Oh, it, would, it would be sweet. It'd be sweet. And as, as uh, one of the players I just mentioned, is Dewey Baez once said, he said, uh, you know, he was referencing the Julian Edelman comment, and he said it'd be one hell of a story. So, you know, that's what we're going for. That's what we're shooting for here is just, you know, to, to pull off a miracle at the end of the season and, you know, get get two wins. And it will start. It starts here with Lowell. But, you know, more importantly, it starts tonight. <laughs> and we say to the kids, it starts tonight and what they do tonight with the day off of school tomorrow and showing up, you know, early in the morning, ready, ready to get to work uh, because we're going to need the whole work week if, if we're going to be able to pull this one off. All right, Coach, you, you've given us longer than we asked. Before we let you go here, uh, we, we were talking about him earlier, but, you know, v- Vinny is, is part of the MVP vote. Um, yes. Give us, give us your, bet, your best elevator pitch in terms of, in terms of why the, 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 the fans should be, should be pulling for Vinny. Yeah, you know, in terms of an all-around game, Vinny, I told you about the block punt at the beginning of the game that was huge to set up the first four. Uh, making huge defensive hits in the red zone uh, uh, down the line and, and, you know, drawed the ball loose from number 29 from Haverhill, you know, made a great attempt on the catch. They had a great play call, um, you know, it was a great scheme. And Vinny made a great play and overcame his coach in that one and uh, was able to make the play for us. And, um, you know, it was just, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome to see him just go both ways. And he was catching the ball out of the backfield, running the ball. Um, when you talk about an all around player, uh, and playing the entire game, and you know, not really subbing out, and I, and I think that's just when I when I see players like that, I always I always say, you know, those are the, those are the best, and we're going to see one of those next week, and uh, and and Brandon, and and uh, but those are the guys that I always say, you know, I, I when I played, I wish I could have been a guy like that, and so whenever I see them, I say, you know, you know, really kudos to them, and uh, you know, just not just the work he put on the field that day, but he had a day like he did because of his solid film work and his week of practice. Bill, any last thoughts from you? I do, Coach. Are you on Twitter? Um, you know, we, we are on Twitter. My Twitter presence isn't as strong as I'd like, but you know what? I will be getting on it some more. We are. Um, our Instagram handle is at LHS Lancers Football, at LHS Lancers Football. And so from there, um, you'll see I don't recall the Twitter handle off of my off the top of my head, but we're going we're gonna to get on that a little bit. All right, but get on Twitter because Vinny oh, sure. right now, Coach, uh, Vinny is in a close battle right now. i got 29% of the vote. He oh, is ahead of Josh Ramos. And Tim Iron from North Andover, both okay. at 28%. So we got to get the Lancers out gotta to get, get Vinny Schmidt to uh, to get the to get the, nice. the victory this week. Nice, nice. That'll be huge. Yeah. So you know, we've already told the kids, and the, the kids are all excited about it. Um, they're 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 supportive, and you know, that's the best part about it. They built a little brotherhood with each other, so they want to see each other succeed. So yeah, right, we, yeah, you know, we'll get it out there. <laughs> I'm gonna be texting uh, Mayor Rivera to tell him to get on his Twitter as well to support. Yes. Support. Hey, it's hey. all Schmidt all week. We've got to get Vinny to win this, <laughs> yeah. win this week. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I like it. I like it. I'll tell you what. It, 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 it warms our heart just in terms of what we're trying to build with the show to see Vinny actually got on there, to see see, see the, the athletes are on there watching 
and to see yes. if Vinny was on there. You know, I only got 280 characters. You used to only have 140. Now I got 280 characters uh-huh. to kind of fit all four of those into the into the cell job, and and. So I couldn't get the block putt in there. I couldn't get the receiving yards. And Vinny got out there and was like, yeah. don't forget the 24 receiving yards at the block putt. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that right there is okay. what sold me. That, okay. that like, sold me. Right I, I expected that from him. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a true, true form. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Coach is going to love to hear that. <laughs> Coach, just absolute pleasure to have you on here. I appreciate you making time on a Sunday for us. And, and let, congrat, huge congratulations on the first win. And, and uh Looking forward to seeing uh, against Lowell uh, this, this next week and just, just what you guys can come up with the rest of the season here. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me on and really appreciate the support. Thanks, Coach. All day. We'll talk to you very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Final segment of uh, week five of MVC Gridiron. Congratulations to the Lancers. Uh, and then the, the final game uh, of the week, uh, Drake it went to Acton Box. Uh, Drake it played Acton Boxborough, um, scoreless first quarter, and then the uh, the Colonials just took charge in a 42-14 win over Drake it. Uh, Nate Sullivan from Acton Boxborough, three TD passes for the Colonials. Uh, JT Santiago, 280 yards, three TDs for the Middies, 124 rushing yards, 94 pass yards. Dominic Silvestro, a 13-yard TD, catches his fourth of the year. And then uh, Sloan Carter, 10 carries, 45 yards, and a 17-yard TD run for the Middies. So um, tough game for for the Middies. They follow 3-2, and two, going out, out, out of conference for this one. Uh, but uh, still, uh, you know, a, a, a tough team uh, un, under first-year coach Jordan Murphy. Yeah, back to work. Time to regroup for them, get back to the league and finish strong. And, you know, obviously they'll, they'll be pointing towards Methuen, obviously, the rest of the way. Don't don't forget the Drake at Tewksbury matchup, I, I think, could, <laughs> could you know, push Drake, uh, Tewksbury to further, you know, I don't want to say dominance, but, you know, a higher seed for the playoffs, but could also kind of seal Drake at's fate for, for the rest of the year. If they lose that one, it's, you know, now you're 500 and – you know your your promising three and zero start is is not looking as as solid. And Methuen's in the same boat. You know you got your know, tough loss in Andover. You got Central, and then Lawrence is obviously resurging. And and you know it's the tale of two halves of the season. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk quickly. A quick shout out to uh, as we mentioned Shane Aylward, uh, the week four MVP. Uh, as as we've as we've said, and want to want to make it clear. The uh, so the fan vote is is twenty five percent of the vote, and then and then uh, Bill Bill Hector and I get, each get a vote in there. So uh, get online, get get voting for your guys M- at MBC Gridiron Week. Uh, our nominees this week, and and listen, I will certainly uh, I, will, I will certainly include you gentlemen more. It's just uh, I got to get it up. Got, I got to get the the poll up earlier. So. Um, Certainly, certainly didn't didn't mean to slight you guys in the least. So I can't be the only one that provides a little bit of conscience and and and, uh, and objectivity to this, Tim, with the non-deciding unit of of team. We would like a player up there. Can we? We just vote on that. If you keep it to four players, Tim, you won't hear one word, one peep out of Bill or I 
about that, but it's the unit thing, Tim. We got to stop that right now. Okay. All right. I, and his violent suggestion too is, I think each one of us, obviously, right now, have to come and pick a player. Um, but maybe for the fans to see it, I'm going to retweet who I pick with a comment. So we, we kind of put the fan controversy down the road so they know where where we uh, – maybe not, though, because I don't want them thinking that no matter what they do is – Yeah, and that's, that's kind of why I haven't been really promoting our picks on Twitter because I, I don't want to sway the vote and I don't want to – I don't want people to think it's, it's, it's a done deal, you know, because it Wait really isn't. The, the, the president of the Josh Ramos fan club doesn't want to sway the vote over there? <laughs> oh, my God. Nobody's lobbied harder. Trump was looking for you to, to, to run your, his super PACs. Come on, Tim. Oh, boy. That was awesome. And he came on the show. It was a great interview. And, and, I mean, he's leading the MVC in Russian, so it's it, it shouldn't be that hard of a lobby. You know? It should, lobby it for Tim to sway, try and sway the vote. All right, so wait a minute now. So maybe the fans this week are gonna be key because Tim's clearly gonna go Ramos. He's got the poster on the on the side of the wall over there, Josh Ramos poster. Um, Camera, yep. Yep. Hector, clearly you're gonna go with North Andover, and how can I not go with my Lancer? No, 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 no. What do you mean? He's definitely not going with the central defense. We know this much. All Vinny Schmidt, all the time. He's on the Vinny Schmidt bandwagon. All right. Absolutely, big win for Lawrence. Vinny Schmidt, you know, put me over the top. It was the punt block that he, he logged in with. He had a punt block. And listen, I love I love that he I love that he put his stats out there. So it's 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 kind of tough to vote against him when he's when he's out there, you know, pro- promoting and campaigning. You know, I so no, he's, t- he's now texting me right now. So I'm all Vinny Schmidt. Is he, all day. No, he's not. Is he? Uh, no, he's, not. <laughs> he's, he's raging against. He's raging against the the Wood Ramos machine. Yes. But still, I'm with Vinny Schmidt, so that's what I'm going against. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have a bumper sticker. I love Vinny. I, I'm, I'm with Schmidt. Uh, so, so, listen, it was it was uh, it, it was two percent for for Vinny out of the gate. It was not looking good, and Bill Bill and I were both like, "Come on, where's the where's where's the Vinny bandwagon?" And uh, it, it has arrived. It has it has arrived on on Moss because it's uh, it as of as of we're talking right now. It's thirty three percent for for Vinny, 28 for Tim, Tim Iannarone, uh, and uh, 26 for Ramos, 13 for the Central defense. Central seems to wake up. They're like the Dodgers. They seem to wake up late on Sunday, and and the, the Central vote seems to come out around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so don't don't count them out at all either. So, uh, well, it's hard for the tweets to get all over Mass in southern New Hampshire, so it takes a while for them to uh, <laughs> to rejoin. <laughs> We joined Twitter World. And uh, and since there's more than one kid, he's got they, you know Tim's got 27 defenders all all to get the vote to themselves. So. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so there's your selections. Uh, vote by 11:59 p.m. on Tuesday, and uh, we will uh, we will see how that plays out. So far, so good. We had our highest vote total again last week, so. Uh, keep keep the enthusiasm coming. We'll see if the Lawrence, the North Andover, the Central, the Andover crowd can can g- get their g- get out the vote, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. Um, the schedule for next week is as follows: uh, Friday, 
Drake it at North Andover. Right now, scheduled for 6 p.m. on Friday. Now, Bill, we we had that discussion about about the EEE thing and and folks making some adjustments on the games. Um, this one might not. This one might stand on Friday. It seems right. You know, they talk about the frost and, and what I've heard in my in-depth research and my calls to, you know, multiple government officials. It, it's got to be a hard frost, which means you're talking multiple hours of, of just, um, you know, uh, you know, temperature under 32 degrees. So I don't know. I'd be surprised. So as of right now, scheduled for Friday at 6 p.m. at North Andover. Uh, we will keep you informed if if that changes. We'll keep you informed on Twitter uh, as, if, as soon as we hear something. Lawrence at Lowell scheduled for 7 p.m. That will that will stand since it's it's in Lowell. Bill Ricca at Malden Catholic. Um, the Rangers played Malden Malden Catholic beat them earlier in the season, so we'll see what the Indians do at Malden Catholic 7 p.m. on Friday. Saturday slate of games: Haverhill at Andover at 12 p.m. The Methuen at Central Catholic at 1 p.m. Chelmsford at Tewksbury at 1.30 p.m. So, the Methuen at Central is at Lawrence, not at, at Lawrence Central High Catholic. School. Yes? Yes. Okay. So, gentlemen, thoughts just overall on, on, on the schedule? I'm still trying to figure out why would they play at Central, Bill? Because Central has a football field. They have a turf field. I know, but it's not a stadium. No, no, I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. All right, just check. It was my wife just laughed too, and I'm like, I wasn't doing it as a dig. It was, it was, it was. It's at Lawrence Stadium. It wasn't, you know. They, I, I throw plenty of digs out there that I mean. That was not one of them. Okay. It's at Lawrence Stadium. It was an unintended dig. It really was. Tell your wife we're thinking on the same wavelength over together. <laughs> no, so she I just started laughing. Here. I looked at her like, what are you laughing for? And then I look at you two and you're like, what was that? I'm like, there was nothing. Nothing, <laughs> nothing sinister behind it. All right. No, no, not at all. Any any other Probably thoughts be, on the schedule, guys? Another interesting week for Andover to look into what, you know, what they do and how they react to such a good week this week. Uh, you know, what's next on their agenda. And how they handle it because again you have the young quarterback dynamic um how they handle things moving forward and can they can they stamp stamp themselves as a real football team i realize it's haverhill but which hasn't won yet but still it's an it'll be interesting how the next step andover makes and, and it's about matchups and haverhill's got a really really good offensive and defensive line uh, you know and some good linebackers so is it a team that can stop ramos and, and and kind of put more pressure and go right back to what you said, Hector. Can can the new quarterback Brown can he pass the ball? Um, so that's something that's going to be that will be interesting. Another interesting. Yep. Go ahead. What does what does Barica do? You know, you you you're in the game. You're in the dogfight. You're playing your rival. Coach Alwood said it. It's it's the the game they circle on the map. They're in the same division. What does Barica do after a, a tough tough second half against Tuxpur? Do they come back and you know blow out Malden Catholic, or, or do they kind of regroup and 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 you know struggle? So this will be an interesting week for Barica as well. All right, gentlemen. Final thoughts on the week. Any 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 final thoughts to share with our audience before we get out of here? Uh, for me, it's real simple. I'm Schmidt all the way. Vinny Schmidt, let's go. Get get on the vote and let's put Vinny on the map. 
I just have a sudden urge for seafood, so that's my quest on Sunday afternoon. Sadly, sadly, it's only Fridays at, at Country Kitchen, but uh, I, I'm trying. I'm lobbying for more, but uh, it's it's it's. Uh, hey, we can meet up, Hector. We we, 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 we can have we can have dinner together. It'd be lovely. Tim, they only allow me Methuen at certain times of the day, so I'm just just making sure. I have to, I have to get permission to go back after leaving. So. Fair enough. Just and, and, let, you know. A big shout out to Hector's lovely wife for letting them use the uh, headphones. It's a, it sounds much better. Oh yeah. So Appreciate that. We're, we'll give her some love. So that's that's always always a plus. Um. All right. So in terms of uh, where. everybody again for for watching spreading the love on 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 the show um and listen another great week of mvc action and uh, great effort out of you guys today much appreciate huge thanks to uh brian aylward from uh, from tewksbury for joining us on 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 skype and uh yeah we have a great week we will uh, we'll talk to you next week here on mvc gridiron weekly presented by davila and Del Fusco insurance Go, Go Texans. Texans.